river kingdoms are a constantly shifting group of city-states, kingdoms and fiefdoms, rising and falling through the machinations of would-be conquerors, wars, assassinations, games of politics, and dangerous monsters. South of Brevoy sits the Stolen Lands. Stolen from what and when are a matter of some debate. Currently overrun by bandits and monsters. Brevoy seeks to aid in the establishment of new kingdoms, buffer states, run by anyone strong enough and clever enough to carve a kingdom out of the savage wilderness. Caelan Thorne, the mercenary who would be king, believes he is that man. Herein lies his tale of wilderness exploration, monsters, politics, romantic entanglements, ancient gods, and war. Heavy indeed is the head that wears the crown. Sugarfueled Gamers, in association with RPGMP3.com, present Kingmaker, a Paizo Adventure Path. A word to our listeners. This game is often interrupted. Whenever this happens, you'll hear our editor's tone to let you know when a segment of recording has been removed until we resume gaming. Episode 47. Okay, so when last we left Caitlin... Yep. Uh, yes, you may reiterate for me. Um, so Corwin and I went exploring um, in the um, in Varnhold. Yep. And, um, well, so we slew the three That's right, we started out, started out fighting the Elasmosaurus. Th- then we... Return, killed the Elasmosaurus, worked out it was possibly some kind of quest monster. Quest <laughs> monster. That, it respawns every time you kill it. Which, um, we failed the quest, mm-hmm. because we don't know what the heck yep. we were actually supposed to be doing. So, um, we recovered the gemstone, put it back on, the other half of the gemstone, put it back on the sedan, and Kaelin mended it. We went to see the centaurs briefly, and, um, brought a request to catch up with them soon. Yep. Um, we went back to, um, Went back to Stagthorn and had a kingdom turn. Yep. And um, the uh, Caitlin's sinister plan. Uh, a bunch of stuff happened during the kingdom turn. Caitlin's sinister plan is that this month he and somebody will go in and try and beat up Vordekai. Yep. Which well, he has a bunch of preparations for. He's not necessarily organised with yet. And um, we upgraded Keston's bowman to a large army, which turned out a huge army, which turned out to be an extremely smart decision built some farms to support our new increased consumption rate um, had some problems with zombie necromancers and I rolled a one and picked up a whole bunch of unrest Yeah, uh, so um, Frederick March is here to uh, dispose of your yeah, problem dispose- which he has not yet done at this particular point that but he's at. working on it yeah. um, the, however the citizenry panicked because they were worried yeah. that we were attacked by a zombie army again yeah. discovered that we were having twins and Caelan did his freak out and then his little happy dance and then we really were attacked by a zombie army again, so it turned out that it was... So I'm kind of calling that some of that unrest was the bit where we told them they yep. weren't being attacked by a zombie yep. army, and then they were attacked by a zombie army, so now there's people saying it was all a cover-up. So, <laughs> specifically, a zombie army has appeared on the borders of, um... Well, well, hasn't appeared. The centaurs have sent you word well, that the zombie army is slowly advancing yep. upon your kingdom. That's right, Xanath ran off on her own bat and told us about yes. it, didn't she? Yes, Xanath showed up first yeah. and told you. And then, like, several hours later, and the, the actual, actual courier showed up. up and said, Oh, God, Xanath's gone missing, by the way, zombie army. 
Um, and we cut out there with the dramatic zombie army conclusion, which yeah. my feeling was otherwise the session would be run for yeah. another so hour minimum. Effectively, they are nowhere in particular. They are slowly walking across Barthol, Texas, because they are an extremely slow army. Yeah. So you have ample opportunity to wait and see where they're coming from, uh, wait and see what's happening there, etc., etc., etc. Yeah. So, so at this stage you've been given at least several days notice. I can be more specific if I need to. That, that's okay. So um, what I have is a question. Yep. I can at any time activate my new huge army. Yep. Um, I can activate my weenie army of, of kobolds. They haven't had a chance to activate yet, but I may not want to bother because they are so small in comparison. Yep. Um, I can also get some mercenaries together. Yes. So what I was thinking of doing was possibly activating Keston's Bowman and hiring the same mercenary force. Uh, and this is um, a... you Because you get reports of this yeah. really easily. This is a 50-man strong army of zombies, so it's right. effectively double the size of the last one. Right, so it is significantly bigger. Yes. My army is significantly tougher, but that is a lot more zombies, and yeah, we did have a tough time with them last time. Your army has become significantly bigger again, because you went from, I think, 200 to 500. Yeah, but... But each of your individual troops is no match for one of them. Yeah, yeah. So um, so that that's worth knowing. So they are double the size. Yeah, and you it, don't know where they're going at present. They're not aiming... Yeah. Well, you could guesstimate they're aiming at a particular city, but it would literally just be a blind guess. They could yeah. turn at any moment. All right, so... um. What I would like to do is, um, so if I want to hire the mercenaries as well, yep. um, how long will it take them to, will they be able to arrive in time? Yes. Sweet. Um, and how much is their consumption? Because I, I, I'd like the same band as last time for thematic purposes. Uh, well, that doubtlessly makes a lot of sense. We can just say that this that band's on, you know, that band's spending all the loot they got the last time. And it's a different group of guys. Uh, no, no, it's it's literally a question of where the GM remembers, um, yeah, who they were and what their army size was and all that sort of thing. Yeah, because um, we noted it down on a piece of paper, but you know, did we keep the piece of paper? I suspect that we did not. Uh, yeah. Primarily because um, it served very little purpose. Yeah. So I want to hire a band of mercenaries. I can't remember, and the, the, the size I hired last time worked out pretty well, but I can't remember. And, no, I did not write down their um, commander's name. Yeah, no, that's alright. We'll have a new group. Yeah, I think that's probably easiest. Um, so, we can assume the other group are kind of, you know, still recovering, because they got pretty beat up, they're still Ooh. recovering from the last time. Or in winter quarters or whatever. Yeah, I'm pretty sure what you hired last time was was a large 200-man army. Yeah. Just oh, to have yeah. a third army in the field. Yeah, well, it was because my armies were dead, if you recall. Yeah. Well, they weren't dead, but they were buggered. Yes. Um, but a large army sounds good. I don't want to hire a huge army, because that's a tremendous expense. Yeah. But a large army is still pretty good. They won't be as badass as my newly mounted Keston, Keston guys, but they will provide me with an additional force. Yeah. So, that's what I want to do. Like, I don't necessarily think I need to activate Keston's army yet, although I'm certainly prepared to do so immediately if that's what I need time frame-wise to get them in the field. Yep. Um, and, but I definitely want to hire the mercenaries now, because the mercenaries have to walk in from over the border. Yep, so you will need to both hire the mercenaries and activate Keston's army. Sweet. Prior to the knowledge of where the guys, where the zombies are going and exactly what they're doing, because cool. the... 
your reserve army is going to take a week. Um, sorry, your inactive army Thank is you. going mm-hmm. to take a week to develop to come yep. back into being. Sweet. Okay, so I will do both those things. I hire a large army of regular human troops, um, and I um, activate Keston's army. Yeah, I think generally speaking, I'll actually write this on the army thing because. I am happy with the conception that a mercenary army takes a week to develop, takes a week to activate, essentially. Sweet. Let's have that. Because they don't just appear. You need to actually get them from somewhere. Yeah. So at the point where you're completely and utterly defenseless and a spontaneous teleporting army appears outside your city, you're just screwed at that point. But (laughs) you're screwed at that point. Okay. Good when you are. Yep. So um, I'll get myself some notepaper for... Yep. There are the mercenary stats for Randall's Raiders. Oh, the lovely. Table for you. Thank you. Perfect. And um, I will dig out. I've got my kingdom sheet for my actual money, but I will also dig out my army sheet for. Um, actually, I have actually got my army sheet for actual battles. Okay, so at this point, yeah. So we and we call in Randall's Raiders yeah. and make a request for their assistance, and we. Oh, no way. Activate Keston's bowmen, and they. I'll, run get around them in, I'll get them in together as soon as possible. Yep, and um, then we pretty much just wait to see what the zombie army does because we don't want to move the men yep. out of Thorn Watch until we know where they're supposed to be going. Yep. Couple of days into this. Yep. Um, in fact, you don't get knocks on your your home door anymore because now you live in a castle. Yeah, I get pages coming to my bedroom. Um. You get Leon comes in to see you like at an appropriate point in the middle of an actual business day instead of waking up in the middle of the night. And he says, he says, "My lord, General General Akaros requests to see you as soon as possible." Send him in. Akaros comes wandering in. So we've got a problem or an opportunity. Uh, there's a second army coming. Crap! Not zom- not zombies. They're coming in from the east. Scouts tell me they look like tiger. Sorry, they're coming in from the west. Scouts tell me they look like tiger lord barbarians. They're coming out of Drelev's land. Huh? So you know that Drelev, um, his general, his his common problems in his land are there's a, a bunch of bogard tribes that live in the swamps, and the tiger lord barbarians are sort of. Uh, roaming nomads who live a bit in his land and a bit in Belkin and wander all over the show. Well, I can't say I want to find anybody else this month. Where's the opportunity part? So there is a small army of Tiger Lord Barbarians coming to see you. A 25-man army. Coming to see me? Well, they're coming towards... They're coming towards what you would assume to be Elk's Rest at this point. Oh, okay. Well, the opportunity is... The opportunity is they might get hit if, if they keep up their speed. They might get here a little ahead of Vorticai, a little ahead of Vorticai's army. And then we so we won't be fighting both of them at once. Yeah, I suppose that's good. And we also can... there's only twenty five of them, so we'll crush them. We outnumber them fifty. To, we, we outnumber them twenty to one. And if they're coming to fight us, um, if they're coming to fight us across towards Elkthrist, I mean we've got the castle now. Right. They'd have to be mad. Well, barbarians. Nay. What are you going to do? 
Nay, I, I grew up with barbarians. If they were all that stupid, there'd be a lot less of them in the world. No, we need to find out what's going on here. Well, um, get, I mean, if they, if they want to fight, we'll crush them, absolutely, and we'd like to do it as quickly as possible before the rest of the army gets here. Uh, but um, I want to find out, try and find out what's going on. Meanwhile, looks like the looks looks like what we've got of Vorticai's boy's movements rolls out the map, pushes his little figurines mm-hmm. around. That they're represented by the red lizard people yeah, because we've got flying bag minis. <laughs> yeah, um, pushes them over. Looks like they're heading up for Thornwatch. Well, makes a change. Bloody shame I haven't actually got the defenses up in either place. I figure if they couldn't crack Lakesview, smart commander changes strategies. Aye, and whoever's driving, and presumably Vorticai is controlling what they do, even though there's no actual smart people in the um, in the reserves. That's one advantage about fighting them. They don't have tactics to speak of. Um, there's a brief knock at the door. Leon goes and opens it. Um, whispered conversation. A message gets passed to him. He takes it to Akaros. Akaros looks at it. Uh, looks a bit disgruntled. Apparently the scouts say they're now both getting... They're both waving truce flags, parlay flags, as they come closer to the cities. Wait. The, the Tiger Lords? And the Zombies. The zombies want a parley. He shrugs. Well, it's not like we have to honor it. Nay, but um, oh, dev- oh, actually, you do. It's in your kingdom laws. Yeah. Uh, your mercenary. Um, yeah, code. Your, yeah, your yeah, mercenary no. code obliges you to parley. With no, them. I really, I really want to hear what the zombies have to say. Among other things, that means they've probably got a commander with a brain this time, and I was sort of counting on them not having one. So that's worth knowing. Um, uh, what I was going to do was. Um, Try and cut them off before we got to the cities, anyway. Yeah, so, so we can certainly fight, do so. So we can fight them in the day. The nighttime, the nighttime thing was killing us last time. They, it made Keston, Keston's boys a lot less effective. The trade-off of having Lakeview's defenses such as they are wasn't worth it. So you have some logistics. So Akaros pulls out his mini's map and lays yeah. it all out. You have some logistics problems. Here. Yeah. Um, Basically, the Tiger Lords move substantively faster than the zombies, who move extraordinarily slowly. Yeah. Um, if you want to cut the zombies off, which, given that Thornwatch has no particular defences that you can um, benefit from... It does have defences I it can does. benefit from. Oh. It's got um, a watchtower. Right. So it's got a plus two, same as Lakeview. But based on precedent, the zombies will attack it at night, and yeah. I'd rather fight them during the day if I can. Yeah, at which point you're probably best to fight them out in a field... Because that, if if you're going to engage on your terms rather than theirs, you're best to fight them in an outlying hex. Because then, if they crush you, you've got the opportunity to um, at least have a, a few, a day or so as fallback. Yeah, absolutely. Because the zombies are effectively coming basically a hex every day and a bit. Yep. Um, yeah, speed one, so it's one hex a day. The tiger Whereas lords. Most are... armies are speed two. The tiger lords are faster. Yep. because they are. Barbarians, yes, have fast movement and stuff. Naturally, um, so Kalen has the problem that he is not going to be able to be in two places at once. Right, you have ample resource to deal with both of these problems at the same time. Yeah, in the sense that you can split your army, split your people, send diplomats out to either. But unless Kalen is uh, possessed of some sort of extraordinary movement in the order of teleportation, you're not going to be able to physically ride out to one, then ride out to the other. Right, so I can't get across to the Tiger Lords and back to the zombies in time before the zombies get to let it, get to Thornwatch. That depends how much you, you're inclined to get to them first. 
Right, so I could get to the zombies and talk to them at Thorn Watch, but I can't you, cut them off. If you dig out your um, map, that will be the easiest method of looking at this. Yeah, so... Okay, so basically, here's Draylon's land over yeah. here. Um, the Tiger Lords are effectively coming in here. So yeah. they're coming in, heading for Elk's Rest. Yeah. Um, the zombies are coming in here and heading up to Thornwatch. Right. They've started a lot closer, so you get word Tiger Lords are here yeah. and moving in, zombies are here. Right, so the problem in. is actually the Tiger Lords are not fast enough. Because if the Tiger Lords were already up here somewhere, then yeah. I could do this much more easily. Because <coughs> right, I have to ride out to the Tiger Lords and then try and get back. So, it, practically speaking, I might have to fight the zombies at Thornwatch because I want to actually be there. If, if can I, if I let the zombies make it to Thornwatch, can I make it to both parlays? Uh, yes, but then you're engaging the zombies on their terms again. Yeah. Because they will probably come at night. Yeah. And because they don't sleep and they don't eat, they don't have any inclination to sit around and camp and wait for full stomachs before they attack. Yeah, and that is a minus two to attack and defense. Yes. Um, so the alternative to that is I could send somebody else out to parlay with the zombies, and then when, when I mean, if that goes south, I could um, engage yeah. them right Ka- now. of course, does not actually have to be in either location in order for this to happen. Yeah. You, you genuinely can sit on your bum in your castle... And let your armies manage themselves. That's what you have commanders and generals for. Yeah. Um, and the other one is, um, if I commit to spending the turn doing this, yeah. I can't actually practically do much in the way of heading out to Mordecai's land, because I can't spend three three weeks organising my armies. That's the only three weeks I of the month yeah. I have. On the other hand, my kingdom's under attack, you know. While going off and knocking Vordekai's zombie army sending thing on the head would be nice, it may just not be a luxury I have this term. Um, okay, so um, I th- Kalen really wants to go see the Tiger Lords, because yep. he wants to know what the heck is happening there. Yep. Um, he would be prepared to delegate to somebody else. Um, uh, to be honest, you know, you consult your council about it. I actually think that's a perfectly valid approach. Nobody has any expectation that Vordekai is going to offer anything that you're really going to be willing to live with. I'm prepared to hear his parley because I want to know what he has to say, but it's going to be something all along the lines of surrender and we won't kill you all, when we might not kill you all. Whereas the Tiger Lords might have an actual negotiation strategy, and certainly if their plan is to attack Elk's Rest, I hope to God they have negotiations because it's going to be really, because I'm going to slaughter them fairly easily. Yeah, uh, what you can tell from your scouts is that their army is small. Yeah. What you can't get from their scouts is a read between you know first level barbarians versus fifteenth level epic warriors of death. Yeah, but the disparity in defense values between this and the other yeah, two yeah. cities is pretty profound. And the other thing is the army can't be in two places at once. Although I do have armies. But you have multiple armies. I have an army, leaving aside the mercenaries, I have an army in Elk's Rest and an army in Thornwatch, which is a plus, and I think at this point. So that is actually a point. Um, the first thing I'm going to do when I hear about the second army is activate my Kobold army. Yep. Because I can't discover that the parlay goes badly and then say, I wish I'd activated yeah. them three days ago. That's and very hard to argue with. I mean, it'll be expensive consumption. Like, get your people together. Yes, sir! It'll be expensive consumption-wise, particularly if it turns out the Tiger Lords can totally be negotiated with, but you can't go back in time and have those three days back. Okay, so the plan is, Caelan will go out and see the Tiger Lords, yep. and he'll take Tristram, because Tristram's our linguist. Yep. 
Um, I will send Michaela to go... Uh, you don't need your linguist. They, you would commonly expect them to speak Taldane. Okay, cool. In that case, I'll take Michaela as our... Uh, Michaela or Tristram. Uh, Tristram. Yeah. I'll still take Tristram, and Michaela can go talk to the... Um, Michaela can go talk to the undead. Yep. And, um, you know, I expressed some diplomatic guidelines along the lines of, you know... If they're prepared to break off the assault and stop attacking us, you know, we could talk about it, but so they're you're, not. you're getting so... Michaela to go and do the diplomacy on that side? Yeah. So she will actually say to you, then, I would rather not, I would rather not draw any presumptions. Uh, I presume we will not be handing over any of our cities, our civilianry, making sacrifices or offerings. Correct. I don't, I uh, don't expect you to be capable of achieving any success yeah. in this negotiation. But they've asked for one and for form's sake, yeah, we have to have one. She'll basically ask you a string of um, fairly intelligent questions on yeah. what you're prepared to parlay for. I'm assuming you're not prepared to sell your citizens down the river to yeah. Molokai if he says, I just want a hundred brains. Yeah. No, um, the, um, if he wants money, that might be a different story. If he's, uh, if, if, he's, um, if he's prepared to settle for anything short of our unconditional surrender or us handing him big piles of tribute in the form of people... Oh, then we'll actually have a conversation about it, but I seriously doubt that there, there's any, there wasn't any given as negotiation strategy the last four, five times you demanded my surrender. I, I kind of doubt he's radically changed personality. But we'll talk fewer, few less likely scenarios so she has some options prepared. Now, I know for a fact he hasn't demanded your surrender five times. Thrice will I ask thee and done. Yes, but... Um, he talked to me every time he fought me with the soul leader, although though admittedly those conversations were more you die. Now die. But he did make a point of pointing out that I should have surrendered. And you should have. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Okay, so what you know of the Tiger Lord Barbarians? Yep. You know, the, the basics that um, it, it, you just generally discover from the people in the kingdom that know, all that sort of thing. You know, it'd be back, some background knowledge Kale already has, some others could tell you. Um, they are basically a sort of savage barbarian people um, that lived in this area. And when I say that, I mean the area of the River Kingdoms. Um and have more or less been crushed and forced out by a variety of kingdoms. Um, you, of course, uh, are aware of their most famous member, Ahmad Twiceborn. Yes. Hmm? Um, who was is supposed to be coming back from the dead at some point, but, you know, it's been, you know, several centuries and he hasn't yet. Yeah. Um, in terms of modern day sort of thing, um, as you know, they've, you've, they've got burial vaults and things like that around the place yeah. that you've run into in stolen lands. Um, Drelev has trumpeted his heroism in conquering the ruthless invaders multiple times. They don't seem to be a serious force, but it's one of those things where there are a string of scattered tribes. If they all got behind one leader, then you'd have a real enemy on your hands. But it hasn't happened. They're, yeah, they're much too much into their infighting and clan leadership and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so basically, they periodically have small skirmishes with Drelev. Drelev generally kicks their ass and sends them packing. Yeah. He's never bothered to actually go and endeavour to ruthlessly exterminate them off his lands. Yeah. Either because he doesn't think it's a good idea, or a use of resources, or he can't be bothered, or any one of a thousand reasons. Yeah. Um, regardless, the Tiger Lords are an ongoing problem that nobody in Bravoy really likes. 
but no, the Ember Boy is really motivated to solve. Yeah. And also committing genocide on a group of people is both... Um, has some moral problems and is extremely difficult to actually achieve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty much the same relationship as the centaurs. So in terms of their culture, they do not have a good reputation, but yeah. then neither did the centaurs. Yeah. Okay, so which of the two would you like to play out first at the table? I would like to play out the Tiger Lords first. Okay, so... Kaylin and Tristan are going out to see them. Yep. Um, are you taking anyone else with you? I.e. an army or a show of force? I'm bringing some guards yep. from the castle to be my personal yep. You have one. a squad of bodyguards, but you do not have an army with you. Yep. Okay. And are you waiting for them to come to you in Elk's Rest, or are you um, going out to them? Um... Effectively, if they come to you at Elk's Rest, then all your defences are pretty much available to you. Yeah. And Kaelin just beats feet back into the... What happens essentially is you open the gates, you go out to meet them, you know, 200 metres from the castle. Yeah, that I think, um... Yeah, I'll meet them outside Elk's Rest. And generally speaking, what will happen in these parlays is they will bring forward a small number of men, usually, you know, their leader and a guard and that sort of thing. Um, in this case, a couple of messages get run back and forward, and they will be two, you will be two, effectively. Yeah. Mm. So that works fine. Yeah. Mm. And Caelan has a small squad of guards hanging nervously around the back, looking at what's going on. Yeah, Caelan will have given them very explicit instructions, and in that only if, it, 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 only if the situation has already degenerated into total violence, so they should draw there weapons. Are, uh, several angry-looking Tiger Lord barbarians in... Classic sort of furs and spiked armor and the axes and that sort of thing. Here's a picture of one. Yep, they look pretty ferocious. However, Caelan does not feel overly threatened. No. Um. And um, will be in his nice buff plate with his crown on and generally look at and all, every single one of his weapons and be wearing every single one of his weapons. And coming up to you um, are two people. One of them looks very regal. Um. And is in sort of very studded, um, as in gym studded full plate that looks particularly rich and fancy, very much like your one does. The other guy looks a lot more simple, a lot more prepared, light armor, big double handed fuck off axe over his back. Um, and the guy in the heavy armor um, doesn't have a crown on, has some sort of ceremonial necklace on. Your guess would be he's the chief or king or whatever. And not actually wearing the ring of swimming on this particular time, given that I stole yep. it. <laughs> and his bodyguard has the um, has has a flag up that Tristan would be able to fairly trivially recognise as their a tribe of Tiger Lord barbarians. Yep. Um, and the two of them approach you, and as you're expecting the leader to speak, instead the bodyguard comes forth. Um, gives you sort of it's definitely not a proper formal bow it's like he's got a vague idea how to do it he sort of half-heartedly salutes you and drops his head yeah Um, and Cal will nod to him hail half-orc you are Kaelin king of Stagthorn I I am Nurian the Terrible I'm Nurian the Terrible, guardian of guardian of Chief Derek. Chief Derek stands there impassively, looking regal. 
Chief Derek does not deem to speak to those who are not of the Tiger Lords. I will speak for him. All right. We have come here because word has reached us of your people's desecrations. You're going to have to give me more than that. And and Lord Derek literally leans over, you know, whispers in his ear, passes the communication to him and Nirian the Terrible. So he actually looks down, and because Caleb's actually thought about this, he'll pick this up immediately. He looks at your hands and where your rings are not. We have received word that you personally have stolen from the barrows of our sacred dead an honoured ring of our ancestors and he describes a ring with frogs all over it <laughs> that is exactly the one you had we demand its return or there will be blood alright I think I understand your position out of curiosity, it was quite some time ago that happened. How is it that I'm only just hearing about this now? Word has only reached us recently. Who from? Uh, Derek, De- Lord Derek, Chief Derek says something to him. Nurian sort of nods, nods a bit at this. No one that need concern you. wasn't the first one to rob that barrow. Someone had already stolen his weapons. Yes, we have heard that you have only the ring. We demand its return, or there will be blood. Chief, Chief D- Derek waves his banner in the air, and the, and the barbarians behind him go, Rah! What proof have I that it's from, that he, that the fellow was from your tribe who else would know who else would know of this and he describes you know the frogs swim in such a pattern of blah 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 alright so I, I want to see its motive check by all means are they telling me the truth here haha <laughs> the terrible opposes you with his terrible terrible social skills 13 Okay, so you will beat that with a raise. Um, he seems to be... Um, first off, you are pretty sure that he has spoken nothing but the truth to you here. Um, he genuinely knows of the ring. Um, the claim that it's theirs seems to be pretty tenuous. Yeah. It's theirs by virtue of the fact that it belongs to the Tiger Lords more than it belongs to you. Yeah. But it certainly doesn't belong to either of these two guys specifically. He's no ancestor of theirs. He's just a Tiger Lord. Yeah, because the thing is they have, like, multiple different Cor- tribes. Correct. Um, so, you know, I don't... But these are the guys who are showing up and asked for it. Yeah, but, you know, what if t- what if six months down the track another tribe of Tiger Wards who actually descend from this guy's ancestors show up? Um, secondly, when he says they won't tell you who told them this, um, you get the impression this has all happened at a remove. 
um, somebody hasn't personally approached them and told them this, but someone must know what they're talking about because they've given a very good descriptor of you wearing it, like what finger you wear it on, etc., etc., etc. Admittedly, this also suggests to you that what they know about the ring is what some could be what someone else has described to them. Yeah. Um, but it, it looks like this has been done in a remove, like some anonymous source has sent them a letter or a messenger or something in that neighborhood. So it's my old friend, the anonymous correspondent. Yeah, yeah. Trouble has been stirred up by a hidden hand again, effectively. Yeah. Um, when you watch these guys, you're all sort of watching them with a soldier's eye. You've seen your army, their army. You've seen your defenses. Now, this certainly might not be all that they have. You know for a fact that they haven't got a bigger army sitting three days west of here because you know about it by now. You don't actually have scouts for that sort of thing. But you actually think this is mostly show? They've come here to see if they can push you? Like, they... they you don't think... Nirian doesn't seem that invested in this. Um, obviously, he's just the talker. Lord Derek doesn't seem all that invested in it either. Um, and their army seems woefully undermanned to accomplish the goal of steamrolling Elk's Rest to get the ring back, if that's what they want. Among other things, though, if they steamroll Elk's Rest, they'll get a hell of a lot more loot than the rings would. Yeah. Um, but you think this is mostly bluff. Right. They've just come to push you to see if they can get you to do it. And if I can, if they can get me to do it, they'll be back six months down the line with another demand? Uh, that is the most information you can get off that. Oh, okay. That is the extent of your raises. Can Tristra... Could Tristra make a check as well? He could, but I know he's going to be better than you. No. Yeah, that's He right. has no sense of motive. Yeah. Yeah, but I really wanted Michaela for the... Uh, yeah, yeah. ...telling the zombies to knack off. Um. So, essentially, if you tell them to piss off, they're just kind of going to have to do it? Yeah. You know, there's there's no merit in them having a slap fight with you for show because you'll just massacre them. Yeah. It, on the other hand, it's a perfectly reasonable demand. Um, yeah. It it's a re- it's a reasonable demand. It's not a super reasonable demand because they have more claim to the ring than you do. But. Mm. Yeah, to be honest, I assume it's probably sitting in your back pocket somewhere. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's in my backpack. And of course, if you want time to consider this, this is perfectly valid. But yeah, you, you, your thinking is that this is going to basically set some sort of tone for how you deal with them in the future. Alright, um, I think... Um I think I've got a plan here. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the other thing you'll note is that they've come in... You, you think they've come in to push you, and what really shows you now is the fact that Lord Derek won't talk to you. All right. Mm-hmm. Because Nirian says he will not speak to lesser beings, basically, yeah. like you. Yeah. Kaelin will move slightly forward towards him. Mm-hmm. Now, I want something to be very clear. Lord you, Derek is listening. You've brought your little, little army here as though it's supposed to impress me. 
you would have been better to come with just a force of guards. You have a legitimate claim. I'm prepared to listen to it. We can talk about you having the ring back. Once, you send all those boys there back over the border. And under the clear understanding that you never bring a force of soldiers across my lands again. Because me and my much larger army in our castle, with our walls, will slaughter you. It's through my kind-spirited generosity that we haven't already done it. We can talk about you having the ring when you send a proper diplomatic envoy. You send your army back right now, or I'm going to kill you all. Intimidate you. Yeah, Lord Derek watches this. <laughs> uh, 32. Really? I just nat 20 it, and I've got um, plus 12 okay. to be old so, intimidate. So Lord Derek watches this with big eyes. <laughs> Sorry, he's Chief Derek, I keep forgetting. Chief Derek watches this with big eyes, and then, you know... Nirian doesn't seem that worried by it, but the impression you get is less that he's not intimidated by you, and more he just has no dog in this fight. He's yeah. just kind of the guy that's there. Yeah. Um, and he 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 nods at this, and he says, "I will consult with Lord Derek and see what his wishes are." He's definitely watching you much more warily. He's not afraid of you in the sense that he's going to shit himself and run run off screaming. Yeah. But he's definitely afraid of you in the sense that he's looking at you, eyeing you up and going, going could I take him? Hmm, very possibly not. <laughs> I want to think carefully about this before I yank the axe out. Yeah. And he goes over and Lord, Lord Chief Derek frantically whispers in his ear and waves his arms in an animated fashion. And... Nirian turns around and comes back, and you get another sense motive check here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm posing a three. That's thoughtful of him. This time I roll much better. That's a twenty-two. Yeah. So Nirian comes back, folds his arms, and speaks in a big, loud voice. Lord Derek has heard your requests, and deems them acceptable at this time. Yeah. Lord Derek's like, yes, nod, big, big nods, you know. Yep. <laughs> Mums, we're all cool here, bro. Yep, we're all cool here. It is a minor matter of no particular importance. Lord Derek does not wish to spend any of his men's lives drenching this area with the blood of your citizens. We will pass at this we will pass on our way at this time. And this army will not return. Very well. And you see the side play as Lord Derek looks at him, and some of that wasn't what he was told to say. Uh, yep. He's threatening you a lot more than what Lord Derek told him to do. Yeah. Um, and he nods at this. This decision should prove profitable. Nods to you. We will depart. We will depart as as soon as we are able. Very well. So yeah, you can keep your ring. Okay. They're not taking it off, endeavouring to push you any further for it. Okay. That, yeah. that's, that's literally uh, what Nirian says to you. You know, at this time, you know, we will not push this issue any further. So we yeah. might come back and ask for it later. Yeah. We might not too. Yeah. Um, the impression you get here, however, is that um, there's a bit of byplay between the two of them, and you sense there's some internal politics going on here. Uh, Chief Derek's just fucked up. Yeah. And put his foot in a hornet's nest that he couldn't actually afford to kick. 
right in front of all his men. Ah, right. So old Chief Derek's Because he's basically walked up to you, slapped you in the face, and said, ha-ha, my dick's bigger than yours. You yeah. Know, give me a valuable magic item and I'll go away again. Yeah. And you've said, no, piss off. And he's like, but... but but you're not allowed to call my bluff. You're supposed <laughs> to give me the thing so I can look impressive and manly. Yeah. Um, and the way Nurian is looking at him, Nurian himself seems very satisfied with this outcome because he doesn't particularly want the ring. He's yeah. not that invested in it. He doesn't particularly want to come and crush Elk's wrist because presumably if it was that, he'd think a hell of a lot harder about it. Yeah. And also the Tiger Lords have made no offense on your lands whatsoever. Yeah. They've got old Dre left to go kick in the head. Yeah. Um, you think uh, Chief Derek is probably going to get supplanted probably by Nerian long before he ever comes back for his ring again? Sweet. Mm-hmm. Because he's basically just showing all his men that he's too weak to take you? Yeah. Works for me. And he doesn't really have a lot of choice here. His alternative is to get his entire army slaughtered, throwing them at the walls. Yeah. Which also doesn't benefit him a lot and costs him his army. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Nurian will nod to this, you know, yep. Derek will sort of... Yeah. <laughs> He's not quite prepared to speak to you yet, yep. because that's clearly still his gimmick, but... Um, and that's fine, but, you know, I sense his diplomatic strategy yep. with me is not going to be of long-term report. They depart, and you get, um, you know, word from your scouts that basically the army more or less turns around and heads back the way it came, with moderate speed. Sweet. We will entertain diplomatic envoys requesting the return of the ring at, yep, at some yep. point it comes up. I mean, the Tiger Lords are not a recognised nation, but they are neither of the centaurs. They yep. are both legitimate powers. Yeah. And I'm not t- tremendously heartbroken that this is Dreyliov off that I'm having private negotiations with them. He didn't exactly stop them crossing my borders. No, no, he really didn't. And he really should have. Yeah, yeah, so, you know, he can suck it up if I handle it my way. <laughs> Um, several days after this, you will receive a note, a note from Dre, a diplomatic envoy from Drelev saying, you know, beware that the fierce Tiger Lord barbarians are coming. You know, we regret that we we're unable to stop them, but as they totally went around a different route that didn't go through my land, yeah. we tried really hard, but, yeah. you know, we didn't want to send our vast army into Stagthorn's land to fight them. Yeah. Let Stagthorn be terrified. I will delegate to Svetlana the wording of a diplomatically di- diplomatic note that we understand that such a small kingdom whose borders are so very narrow <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> doesn't always notice what's going on further away in lands they haven't bothered to claim. Okay. And a cutscene? Yep. So elsewhere? Yes. Um, Michaela is heading. Michaela and the army are heading armies. Kirsten's Bowman and your mercenaries yeah. are both heading out to... Because um, I figured that, um, you know, I can sort of have Randall's raiders on the road up yeah, yeah. with the potential option to divert them if it turned out the Tiger Lords were attacking yeah. at some point, but where are you um, primarily heading for... Thorn where are you aiming to intercept the army? Um, one of the bordering farms. Yep, that's fine. Um, I can pick which one no, if it's going to be relevant, it but it's neither, as neither has any defensive value, I don't see that it's of particular significance. Um, so, you... Probably this one, probably the C1, because it's got a road, which makes it nice and easy for the army to get there. You approach the, um, Michaela and her two armies approach, Yeah. and there is about, I think it's 50-odd zombies... Yeah, 25 last time with the double strength one. So 50, 50 of these giant cyclopean zombies stepping forward. Um, and 
and they have pretty much the universal symbol of parley, which is the white flag stuck up. Yeah. Waved heavily means we surrender. This yeah. is the River Kingdom standing sort of law. Yeah. Um, held up straight means we wish to parley. Yeah. And Michaela will actually look at this, think about it, and wonder where Vordekai learned this, because this is the River Kingdom symbol. It's extremely unlikely it was the same one you know, 10,000 years, years ago. ago. Yeah, they may have even used a white flag, much less understood that it's particular... It's not a point that will particularly trouble her, because there are 10,000 ways you could have gotten this information. Yeah, but, um, but it is an interesting point. And there is no messenger sent here. It's the army stops. One yeah. of the zombies walks forward holding the flag. Yeah. Michaela and a couple of guards will go forward to meet it. Yep. The huge, rotted, one-eyed corpse just stands there looking at you and then reaches down into its satchel and produces what appears to be a large cyclopean skull. Um, It has one red eye sort of glowing in it. There's no actual eye in there. It's just a light glowing in the skull. And... It speaks. Are you happy to drive Michaela? I'll, 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 I'll try and do. I'll try and do Michaela. I think it's more appropriate than you talking to yourself. You thrice will I ask thee, and Vordekai's voice emanates from the skull. You are not Kaelin, king of Stagthorn. With whom do I address? Has he fallen to ignorance already? My name is Lady Michaela Morak. Egg. I am King Kaelin. I am one of King Kaelin's counsellors. And he is presently elsewhere and unavailable. He has empowered me to speak in his stead. In the hopes that these negotiations prosper better than his prior negotiations with you. I have come to speak. Negotiate. The word sounds somewhat strange coming off the skull. I am empowered to negotiate in King Caelan's stead. State your proposal. I am seeking knowledge of this place. The elements I presently possess are incomplete. You desire additional souls? I sense that would be unacceptable to Caelan, King of Stagthorn. I have modulated my desires to be more reasonable. My sources of information tell me there is only a single individual that is likely to possess the information I require. Which information, which individual are you desirous of obtaining? I am seeking the one called Tristan Thorne. Yield him to me, and this army will pass back to my borders without further violence. He will not be permanently damaged. I regret to inform you that your demands 
and do not meet the minimum stag thorn seeks in exchange for a negotiation. If you have any more reasonable request, we would be happy to entertain it. Then I will seek information from other sources. What do you know of the old lords and forgotten ladies? Probably quite a bit, actually. She's yeah. an old one, you next point. Yeah. I have some knowledge on the subject, but it is not yet clear to me what you offer in exchange. Some knowledge is insufficient. I desire all knowledge. This world is strange. Everything has changed. I must know more of it. If you possess little knowledge... Then we will begin there. And in the middle of negotiations, the zombie lifts its axe up and starts taking a swing. And Michaela goes, right, tower shield up. Yeah. Dink blocks a couple of blows, starts sprinting away from it. The two armies run into yeah. each other. As Vordekai just completely stops and doesn't, doesn't get exactly what he wants. Stops negotiations halfway through and starts trying to grab Michaela. Yep. Alright. Because uh, he's a completely untrustworthy prick. Yep, that's cool. So, I've got to call out what Michaela does in this circumstance. Specifically, ducks under the blow, dra- quick draws the tower shield, and shouts out in her best battlefield drill voice that I know she possesses from the river, yep. from the river bank. Contention CB, boys! Kill them! <laughs> because, you know, Caitlin and Michaela totally had a plan for specifically Vordekai demonstrates right, he doesn't well, understand how a parley works. Yeah, Michaela is also a high intimidating character. Yes! <laughs> And yes, and, you know, the entire two armies behind her have been briefed on Contingency yep. B, the bit where they shoot the zombies. Mordecai's army attacks because yep. army combat. Yes. Michaela being, you know, a bright girl will... Um, yeah, Michaela is not exactly surprised by this. This yeah. is pretty much the outcome you were expecting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, I actually expected him to um, tell me to fuck off and disengage the party and do things properly, but I can't say I'm startled that he didn't. Okay. So, you have two armies to his one. You may operate them interchangeably. Yep. Um, then be the zombies, they will use the grand strategy of hit, hit, and hit. That's very thoughtful of them. Um, as you know, they do, you already know this, they do not change strategies. They cool. just remain at standard because they are literally too stupid to master such things. Yep. Essentially, they they won't route because they automatically pass all their morale checks, but they can't make morale checks, period. Yep. Alright. Okay, so... KBs have 38 points, bloody hell. And no tactics of any kind. Yep. So, waffle away. Who are you sending into the field first? Alright, so, um... The because the army is um I'm remembering basically if you use the mercenaries you run the thing they might learn the tactic rather than Yeah, yeah. But I'm totally engaging so I am engaging him with both armies. Yep. I will take the risk that the mercenaries learn the tactic. Yep, no problem. Um because he targets one army preferentially, yep. I because the zombies target I am sending Keston's bowmen into the fields in the forward's most position. Yep. Um, because they have a lot more hit points than the Raiders. Yep. Um, at least to start us off. So as and Michaela runs back covered by her tower shield, uh, the Kirsten's probably going to get a ranged phase, because they have uh, ranged yes. weapons. 
so basically the first thing you pick is your tactics. Yes, so Kirsten's bowmen are going in with cautious, as I get to pick the mercenaries' tactics to a point, Correct, right? Yes. Um, as are the mercenaries. Yeah, effectively miscellaneous Joey NPC commander is driving them, but he's driving them effectively somewhat under Kirsten's command. Yeah. So um, that's a plus two to defense, minus two to offense. Yep. To start us off to seek to find find the range. Yep. Which also applies to the range bowmen. fire. But um, because nobody else on the field has bows, they just get a free attack. Alright, so no, that's not good enough. Yep. Okay, twenty. Okay. And because of the relative size of the armies at this point, uh, what's Keston's bowman's hit points? No, uh, they've got thirty-eight. Okay, so we no longer need to bother yep. with the artificial inflation to stop it being over in a roll. Because yep. at this point they have sufficient hit points that it's no longer going to be you roll a 20 and the zombies are all dead. Yep. So 20. Uh, they take a whole bunch of damage as arrows string through the air at them. The nice clear daylight this time and impale several of them and down they go. Yep. Uh, so, sorry, my bad. It is 18. Okay. Less of them go down yep, than previously sorry, anticipated. Sorry, I'm, I'm doing the best You're I can. You're so what what do I roll for damage? Oh, uh, oh no, it's it. it just the rail compares against their, yeah, their damage value. If it's a 20 on the dice, then you get extra. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's not a crit. Yeah. Okay, so some of them get shot. Yep. I totally apply the minus two penalty for the um, cautious. Absolutely. And then we go to um, melee phase. Yes, so Keston's, Randall's, and then the zombies. Yep. Okay, so Keston's guys uh, don't crit, because crit is a 20, right? Correct. Cool, so they get um, 24, and I did apply the minus 2 this time. Okay, and continue. Yep, um, Randall's Raiders uh, have a... Oh, and plus 3, plus 1. So they get, uh, they crit fumble. Yep. Is that a thing? They, they uh, just... Yes, it turns out that their commander has had a problem with Keston previously, because Keston slept with his wife. Ah, uh, girlfriend. Their, <laughs> girlfriend, yes, there are many arguments about this. Yeah. And as a result, they... They just kind of put themselves in the wrong position in the first setup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they do not attack next round either. Okay. Because they could fumble effectively. Great. But earning their money. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be super good. Uh, um, I might advance them forward, and they can take some um, uh, blows for the So you put Keston's guys forward. I did put Keston's guys forward this round. Uh, that is fourteen to hit them. Uh, that is wholly insufficient. Okay. Mm-hmm. They miss entirely. They so the zombies run in and hack away with their axes. They land several moderate blows, but more yeah. dazing than killing. Yeah. Several of them are down, if not dead, pinned down by a volley of arrows. Yep. And over half their army is decapitated in the first strike. Sweet. <laughs> you are whopping them. Okay. Excellent. Next round. Yep. So um. Uh, they will not run, so they don't make morale checks, regardless yep. of how badly you start decimating them. All right. Um. Kirsten's Bowman and Randall's Raiders will stay with the cautious thing for yep. the moment is there. And if I can, I'll put Randall's Raiders forwards on the ground that they're not doing anything useful offensively, so they might as well at least... Yep, so Randall's guys do not attack. The zombies, of course, don't do anything intelligent, like go for the wounded guys. Yep. So Kirsten's... Well, actually, neither of them oh, great. anyway, so... I'm changing dice. Okay. Kirsten's, Kirsten's army in <laughs> effort to get them back move into the wrong position. Uh, it's, it's not so much that as the two commanders may or may not be having a bitch fest in the middle of the thing and it's throwing the armies off. 
Randall's Raiders, of course, do not attack. attack. Yep, so it's just the zombies on Randall's Raiders. Uh, who roll 18 against them. Okay, so they take three points of damage. Yep, against the Raiders, not against yes. these guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, but if the battle was going to be over, I wanted the mercenaries to have contributed something. Well, that's what you're paying them for. Yeah. Okay, um, next round, um, everybody stays at cautious, um, because they're making an ass pull of this. <laughs> um, yeah. What's their defense value? Uh, they've got um, 13. Yep. So it's got a plus two bonus because they're being uh, cautious. Yep. All good. Yes. Just checking, because you keep looking at your army stats. Yeah, yeah, I know. Confusing me. I'm looking at this bit of paper as well. I see. Continue. Alright, so um, next round, everybody stays at cautious, yep. and Kess and Bowman in the front to the front, because they're not doing anything useful this round. Yep. Randall's Raiders roll on attack. <laughs> and don't suck. Thank you, Randall's. Of course, it's probably not going to be enough anyway. Um, 13. Uh, no, it is not. The cautious thing is not ideal. Uh, and 16 back at them. Yep, and that equals their hit points. Uh, sorry, that equal. Sorry, that's one over their defeat. Okay, so they take which one, one. one. Yep. So they take. Uh, sorry, no. They. It, I said advance the bowman. The bow. It's not. Doesn't beat the bowman's DV. Okay. So, so nothing happens. They yep. beat it to actually deal any damage. Yep. So glances off. Um, okay. And now both sides having hopefully got over their pitiful dispute thing. Yep. I'm going to advance um, Kirsten's bowman to normal. Yep. The raiders will stay on cautious for the okay. moment as the only injured guys. Go for it. And Kirsten's bowman will stay in the front. Yep. Okay, um... So, that is... An 18. Okay. Uh, more damage. Cool. And, um, the Randall's Raiders will take a swing at them. That's two. And, um... Uh, 15. Uh, goes through, but not by much. Oh, well, they chip a little bit. This time, Keston's guys have put themselves forward dramatically, and yep. the zombie horde rush into them, slaughtering with 23. Okay, so 23 minus 17 is... 6. 6. 6 yep. HP of damage. So they take some damage. And the zombie army is looking pretty heavily cut down here. You're looking yep. at less than about 8 zombies, period. Cool. Alright, at which point um, Randall's Raiders will advance to normal as well. Yep. And they'll both take a swing, and Kirsten's guys will remain in the front. Yep. And Kirsten's guys will take a swing, and deal another 18. Okay. Randall's Raiders will take a swing, and miss entirely. Who's Ford? Um, Kirsten's guys. Uh, they can get critted. Oh, crap. Uh, for an extra D4 worth of damage. Uh, no, I don't need to confirm the crits. Uh, so that is... Uh, so that is 24 to hit them. Okay. And assuming that hits, which I... Yes, naturally. It then deals an additional 2 damage. Okay, so 24 minus 17 is 7 damage plus 2? Correct. So 9 damage. Yep. Um, So. uh, And so the giant Cyclops horde 
heedless of their massive casualties at this point, charge forward for the moment and start hewing into them with massive power attacks and cleaves and things. Yeah. Um, and the bowmen fight back heroically and cut them down. Sweet. Bring the rest of them down and start hacking them into pieces. Yeah. The battlefield goes silent with the sort of uh, dread moans of the creatures slowly diminishing as they hack them to pieces. It's over. Sweet. Uh, and stuff. Yes. Uh, Starters. Um, how badly damaged? How many hit points do Kirsten's bowmen have left? Twenty-three. Okay, so I will not bother tracking this then. Um, as they go to loot the corpses, um, one last thing happens: the big skull that Vordekai was talking out of explodes in a cloud of blasting necromantic energy. Uh, when this is reported to Kalen, he will recognise it as similar to what happened. Um, no, it didn't actually happen to Horagnamon because you knocked him out you killed him first yeah but the initial effect was that same sort of thing shake shake glow with purple light what's going boom yeah it explodes it does them some hit point damage yeah it won't be enough to take them out so I'm not going to bother rolling it sweet that's fine um nor is anything else coming that we're going to need to definitely yeah unless there's something coming this month I won't um okay your army is victorious yes you can roll to see if they are going to learn a new tactic here or not. So this is a 50% thing, right? Yeah, high, so. oh, high, high is my army, low yep, is you. High is me. Okay, Raise. so they make a loyalty check. Yep. The Which they make. Yep. Uh, they gain a new tactic, and their morale goes up by one. Sweet. Okay. Um, I need a pencil, not a pen. I gave you a sack of pencils. Yep. I don't know what and you I did. hid them. <laughs> because that will stop you from getting points. Uh, well, Shit. It, it is a, um, GMly, a sound GMly tactic. Alrighty. Um, okay. And the zombie cyclopses fight to the last. You don't capture any of them because yeah. they just keep going until you hack them brutally to pieces. Um... What was their starting morale? It would have been one, right, for Keston's for leadership? Or what uh, does an army start with morale? It starts with zero. Cool. Okay. And then it adds Keston's morale bonus onto that. Yeah. Um, and his charisma modifier is two, so yeah. it starts with morale of two? Correct. Cool. That's fine then. I'm just checking because if they'd gotten previous morale bonuses, I should have taken them off, and yep. I might have missed that one field, but as it turns out, their morale was correct and is now three. Yep. Okay, and they learn a tactic. They do. Could I have the army rules? Yes. Um, so I, I, can, I can pick a tactic, don't I? Or you pick it? a tactic, yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, the only one I was going to do yeah. was um, having listened to the last army combat we did and looked at some of these things. Um, there are ones in there like defensive wall that give you minus two offense plus two defense. Yeah. Um, that are sort of pointless because they're what you can do so what I'm going to do with them is change them Yeah. so they're one less penalty so effectively a defensive army this is defensive wall has minus one offense plus two defense 
an right. army who's reckless has plus two offense, minus one defense. So, so, so there's actually a point to, to it. it. Yeah, because the your defense. defensive guys are more inclined to be defensive, and you have to fight them recklessly to make up for it, and that sort of thing. Fantastic. That would be a considerable improvement. Uh, so do you want me to read these to you, or just... Uh, uh, I'd rather you just handed the thing over. I would read. I can read it much faster. You also That's don't, cool. You also don't desperately need to pick for logic here. Like, yeah. if you pick something like Siege Breaker, the conception is not they learned how to break sieges from doing this. So much as they were so inspired by their victory, they went back and learned a new tactic. Alright, um, encouraged by the, um, spectacular success of the archers in the first round here, yep. we learned slight sniper support. Not to argue with. Kirsten's Bowman is all about the archery, and that's a fun tactic. So... Every round you damage army with offense, you deal an additional two points of damage. Nice. Obviously we have to be hurting them in the first place, but it would, oddly enough it would appear that quadrupling the size of my army and improving their um, levels has significantly increased their effectiveness on the field. Who, would, who knew? Seems yeah, yeah, that'd be fantastic. Because the next one, the absolutely anything else, the next one would probably be defensive wall again, and it would be great to have the... Um, and if you don't mind, I'll just hold on to Randall's Raiders... Yep. As a sample mercenary yep. army for the moment. I mean, eventually I'll want to toss them because I'll be hiring larger mercenary armies, but for now it's helpful. Yep. So, uh, you are victorious. You drive them off. Yep. Uh, when you loot them, the talking skull explodes and yep. unsurprisingly stops talking at that point. Um, you do, however, gain uh, the loot. Uh, you have crushed their army. You gain four build points with the stuff off them. Sweet. Um, in this case, what they have are a lot of masterwork and some magical great axes and things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So at this point, I would like to um, work out the um, army um, the uh, army consumption. Yep. So to begin with, um, so I activated Keston's Bowman. Yep. And I probably presume I presumably keep them activated for the month so they can actually recover their hit points and so on. Um, so that is three, that's 12 build points for them because their consumption is 3 yep. and then um, Randall's Raiders have a consumption of 1 but they're Mercs so it's also times 3 yep. so it's an effective consumption of 3 Correct. which means that they are an, and I need to hire them for the month as a minimum thing so their consumption is also 12 yep, yep. Um, and then lastly Mick Gang um I would like to just keep active for the week of the Tiger Lord thing, and then yep. because you know, I yeah, it's, it's literally basically you recall them from their jobs. Yeah, the Cobalt Mine more or less runs on a minimum skeleton crew for the week. Yeah, um, they all assemble their weapons and hang around waiting for something to happen. Yeah, nothing happens. They grumble about what it's like to live in the military. Hurry up and wait. Yeah. On the other hand, you know, Caelan will point out that they ran away because they were too scared of Caelan and Caelan and Troops. Do we get a loyalty check? No. Oh. Yeah. And Caelan will point out that the you know huge co- the large cobalt army army is coming. He's going to recruit a bunch more buddies and make them all badass. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's. Um, Minus 25 build points for spending on armies. Yep. Plus four. So next turn is going to be a poor turn. Yep. But I do in fact actually have the build points for that. You have totally driven Vordekai's army off. Yep. No more is com- No more are coming than evident to your scouts. Yep. And that is that. And it's kind of nice to hear he's feeling rattled. Huh? Okay, I 
done for Derek and Nuri and the Terrible. Uh, and that's all that. Yep. Yep. So now I get to have my last Kingdom event, right? Uh, yes. Your last two Kingdom events, technically, although one of them is very... Yeah, that's right. My last two Kingdom events. Quick. I'll just double-check the Kingdom thing. Alright, so the next little one you get um, is you receive basically formal word as part of your general diplomatic communiques with all the kingdoms around you uh, that Pytax has gone to war with Grolton. Grolton are the ones that always provoke fights and always lose them. Yeah, uh, more specifically, Grolton has gone to war, war with Pytax. Right. They started the war. Yeah. Um, over what is apparently some diplomatic incident where. Um, the Clockwork King refused to attend a variety of their fun- one of their important functions. And they went to war. Yes. Okay, and now Pytax is... Yeah, has of course accepted this because the, when people declare war on you, you don't really get an option. You either let them crush yeah, you yeah, or yeah, you no, no, the, um, no, I think at the point where they declare... You can't say that's silly and not send out the troops. So Pytax is effectively at war with them. Right, good to know. But that will be very much in the background. Yeah. Like, neither... Uh, Pytex very loosely touches on your borders. Yeah, but uh, Grolton, Grolton doesn't. Does, Grolton does not. Yeah, which is excellent, because they seem like very uncomfortable neighbours to have. And, you know, while I don't like Pytex, I, I pity the fool, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, and that's without taking into account Grolton's and then, role on propensity for losing all their wars. Then you get the, your last Kingdom event. Yes. Dun-dun-dun. <laughs> Dun-dun-dun. You are lying in your bedchamber, asleep. It's the middle of the night. I hope it's not Tobias. But it isn't first coming to wake you because it's one of your guards instead, because now you have guards. Yes. Uh, one of the guards comes to wake you. It is actually... Um... No, actually, by this point, Kaelin will have probably turned in for the night, but it's not all that late. It's like 11, 30, 12 midnight. Okay, yeah. So, um, Kaelin will probably have just dozed off. Yeah. Yeah. The dwarf. Yeah, I, Caitlin wakes up quickly. It's a, it's a thing. We'll go get the great sword and answer the door. Sorry, just, sorry, just, sorry to disturb you, Your Majesty. But first, request your first request your presence urgently. He's waiting in the throne room. Right, I'll be right down. And Caitlin will, because he sleeps in light armor, just yep. you know, sheath his great sword and yep. stand the stairs. You head down first, as standing there politely yep. waiting. King, Ka- King Caelan, this unit must report that another counsellor has been killed. Really? Akaros was Akaros was killed this e- This was killed this evening. He blinks for half blinks for half a second. One over slightly over one hour ago by Sir Frederick March. Ah. You know that March is in your kingdom wandering around uh, looking for the necromancer with a bunch of his guys. You have no fucking idea what's happened here. Well, it's just peachy. So March has turned. So, so March returned. So March turned himself over to my custody without resistance. He is waiting. He is waiting in jail. I presumed you would wish to speak with him. The incident occurred. The incident occurred at Shumps Inn. Uh, around an hour ago. Do you have any initial reports on what happened? 
witnesses witnesses seemed very clear that the two had words and then began they had words stepped outside and then began to fight Sir March one I see. Sent, I have sent messages to notify to notify Corwin and George. Bloody hellfire! Um, could you also go wait, Michaela? Of course. I would like. I want her to be with me for this one. And you know, Leon in the background, who's been woke up, this sort of thing, you know, nods, runs <laughs> off to wake Michaela. So, but Michaela is just actually going to sit down. Yep. Nothing. <laughs> So you've you've got an in an in full of witnesses who at the, this has been the most casual investigation. Yeah. First, literally showed up, said what happened here, and so much said, yeah, okay, I surrender. Um, like the most casual investigation says, the two of them had words, had a fight. Sir Frederick March won and killed him. Yeah, um, and um, then surrendered. First, has put him in custody. Akaros is dead. The body, the inn has been cleared out, and they've come to you. Yep. That's as far as it's gone, because this has all happened very rapidly. Yep. So, where do you wish to go? I want to talk to Michaela. Yeah. You have me. So, I will brief her on what's happened. Uh, That is not where I would have pegged Sir March's place in this. I didn't expect him, but it sounds like it, it may have been instigated as much by Akaros as by him. Would you like me to sit in on his interrogation? I would, but I'd also like your advice. Uh, where would we... If two private citizens... If one of our counsellors in his capacity as a private citizen picks a fight with another man and the other man slays him in personal combat, is that even murder? Where do we, what, would, um, what would the law normally prescribe in this circumstance? Uh, she thinks about this for a moment. It's a good question. We have, by and large, copied the Brevik Code of Law, i.e., that of Brevoy. Um, dueling is not dueling is not specifically illegal, but there are a wide variety of forms that have to be followed. It's not something to be done lightly in the street. So she explains basically: um, under Brevoyan law, dueling is legal if both parties agree with it. Um, if a third neutral party, usually a church of some kind, uh, meets with everyone, attempts to resolve it in another manner, and says, okay, they're still committed to fight. Um, then it is legal, but it's very strongly regulated. You can't um, manipulate people into doing it by saying, jewel me or I'll eat your family. Kind of yeah. Thing. Um, the people actually investigate this stuff. It's not done lightly. It's reasonably uncommon. You get maybe one jewel a year, that kind of thing. Uh, and what they've done here doesn't fall into the auspices of it because they did not engage third third parties, have it signed, regulated, and agreed upon in advance. This was just two guys having a bar fight, essentially, yeah. with swords, from the sound of it. So, in the event that they were having a stupid drunken brawl, yeah. it, consti- it constitutes murder. It, it, it... Depending, on who, depending on who began the fight. And it would be the same if Akaros had killed Sir Frederick March. Yes, although whether we would choose to prosecute him for it. I didn't know. He doesn't have diplomatic immunity against your own kingdom, but of course, you, you, 
Caelan, Caelan effectively has blank diplomatic immunity because he can do whatever he likes and no one can stop him unless they overthrow you as king. Um, your council is under you, you're where the buck stops. If he had... Uh, I didn't um, amnesty him from his past crimes on the basis that he could go on murdering people. It would have gotten very ugly that way around as well, and that could very well have happened. I mean, it, the, the fact of the matter is it purely depended on which one of them was better. All right, let's go, let's go talk to the let's go talk to the tavern people. Okay. And I'll bring the first along as well. You go to the inn. Um, it has largely been... It's pretty much been emptied out. There are a handful of people hanging around with a couple of guardsmen, uh, more or less just sitting on them. They're not restraining them in any way. They're just keeping them around as witnesses. And Shump is there going, <laughs> there's, there's some blood lying in the street outside the inn. Shump says, this is terrible for business. What are you going to do about this? Can't have my customers hacking each other to pieces with swords. Yeah. Well, it was a great fight. And I, we will poll the tavern for what happened. Yep. Who heard what? Who said what to who? Who started it? Um, so this would be uh, gather information. Yep. Get this you will get information from the card yes. The gather information check will determine the accuracy of what you get. Uh, Michaela, however, has been ranking in this. Which is very thoughtful of her. And I will make an aid another check and fail. <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, Kalen's information tends to either be what people think he wants to hear or um, far too focused yep. on the martial details of the fight. <laughs> so on a 27, Michaela goes round, you know, you speak to everyone. Yeah. She says, all right. The sequence of events seems to be relatively consistent. Uh, so I will just give you the out of character for this. You talk to a bunch of people putting yep. their stories together. Uh, so Frederick March and his men came in. Um he is a couple. He is a couple of men down at this point. Um, he said that he has. He, he said that he had done his business in town and taken the necromancer, um, as in killed him, not as in captured him, um, and would be basically reporting that to the king on the morrow and then departing. Um, obviously, he never got actually got there. Um, said you know he was happy with what had happened, wanted to buy a round of drinks for the inn did so. Um, he'd been sitting in here drinking for about an hour when Akaros came in. Uh, also ordered a couple of drinks, saw March there, walked over. Uh, they had they had loud words. Um, the phrase, take it outside, was heard several times mm-hmm. by many witnesses. And the two of them walked outside. Um, what you will pick up from that, because you get all the information here, was that Sir March in, didn't didn't draw on him. Akaros drew first. Yeah. Um, Sir Sir March then once the first once the first shot was flung, drew and cut him to bits. Yeah. Uh, and they actually had a a fairly vicious fight, but Sir March pretty well cut him to pieces. Yeah. Um, immediately upon having done so, he then you know sheathed his weapons and waited quietly for the constabulary to come then went off with first yeah um, he has ordered his, his, several of his men were not in the tavern they were retiring and doing other things a couple of guys were there um, they didn't get involved in the fight March told them to stand aside um, 
and then he told them not to do anything to endeavour to, you know, break it out of jail or anything in that neighbourhood until it had all been resolved. Yeah. They are more or less standing around here waiting to see what's going to happen. So... And he certainly doesn't have an army with him. He's got, you know, six guys, of yeah. which five of them are still standing. So, Akaros, um essentially picked this fight. Certainly sounds like it. And he drew the first... And he... They took it outside, and then Akaros drew his whatever... He's got a big axe. Uh, he's a longsword and shield fighter, as is Sir March, but he fights in the same style. Tra- tra- trained in the same. So, so, at which point Akaros drew his longsword and tried to cut March's head off, at which point March drew his head weapon and cut Akaros's head off. Correct. Gotcha. Alright. Alright. Let's go see Sir March. Yeah. You go to jail. Yep. Um, you have a nice jail now. Yes. So Frederick March is safely contained. Um, he is sitting there. He has been stripped of his armor and weapons, apparently voluntarily. He's a very broad-shouldered guy, huge, thick, curly English mustache. Um, and he is sitting quietly. And gets hauled off to the interview room, is sitting quietly there when you come in and looks at you. Your Majesty, Lady Morag, I regret this business. I understand from the accounts of the um, people in the inn that Akaros provoked you and insisted on the quarrel. I would have appreciated it if you had refrained from taking him up on it. I would be happy to explain the sequence of events from my point of view. I would be happy to hear it. The details are probably irrelevant now, but in the short... I have spent the last I've spent the last several days tracking down tracking down your necromancer with the worries of, with the worries of army with the worries of army combat occurring on the borders it was actually made somewhat easy to do the streets have been quiet we found him boarded we found him boarded up in a house with several skeletal creatures he had been digging up both the dead of graveyards and some odd things from the wilderness he engaged my men one of them did not. One of them did not survive the combat, but we took his creatures down and slew him in the process. I had planned to report this to you into the, in the morning. We would, if, appro- if appropriate, we would like to take his. We would like to take his body back to Brevoy for justice, but that is a separate matter. This evening, I went to Shumps Inn to enjoy to enjoy a few hard-earned drinks with those with those my men who felt up to it. He thinks about this for it. We would have been there two hours, perhaps. I had several. I had had several drinks. Your general Akaros entered. He saw me. He approached me. We had words. What words? <laughs> I've heard that before this evening. <laughs> so much. Nods. I asked him. To submit himself to the justice of Aristel, to endeavour to find some redemption in turning himself over to the law instead of hiding here. To not to my not entirely to my surprise, he refused, and then told me that and then told me that he was going to cut my head off and stick it on a pike. He it was insistent on jewel. I did not see any way. In which it would, in, I did not see any way in which it would benefit you to have it indoors with civilians around. I asked Akaros to step outside, and he was agreeable. 
I told him that it was that you did not desire this outcome. However, he seemed convinced that he he seemed convinced that he could defeat me, and not particularly worried about the prospect of me defeating him. I endeavoured to talk him down. He attacked first. He is far too skilled a fighter to take any chances with. It is very possible that he could have killed me. I was better. I won. I cut him down. He fell dead in the street. Recognising that this would not suit you, I have endeavoured to defuse the situation as best I can by submitting myself to your justice. I did not desire this battle, but nor am I prepared to die in service of not breaking the laws. Nay, nor would we require it of you. And the point that you are offered a quarrel by one of our citizens, uh, and he's prepared to draw your blade on you, we do not expect you to die without drawing yours. So Michaela has a quiet whisper in your ear. You can more or less do whatever the hell you like, because you're the king. But this sounds kind of like self-defense. Yeah. The, the only thing you can really fault March on is he didn't fight non-lethally, taking his various minus fours and things. But and that his, sort of risked his and life. And his argument there is he didn't want to take a chance Akaros would kill him. Yeah, and I mean, if it's, it, not, if it, it's it, not like Akaros was, you know, had a spell cast on him. I mean, Akaros picked the quarrel. So March will actually say to you, if he had been a simple peasant or an unarmed farmer... I could have dealt with him much more lightly, but I was unwilling to take a chance with a warrior Akaros's calibre. Aye. Um, so I will... And March has very obviously been in a fight. He has several cuts, yeah. bruises, scrapes and wounds on him. Um, so I will discuss my proposed solution with Michaela before coming back in to talk to March. Yeah, yeah so March nods. But um, my proposed solution is to... Um, keep him in custody until his men are ready to depart for his own protection mm-hmm. and then um, let him depart in peace. If that is what you wish. It's well within compliance with our laws. And um, we'll come back in and... Um, obviously I'm not happy with this night's work, but I don't see how we could have reasonably asked you to um, undertake any other course of action given the circumstances. I was prepared to believe this was a matter of um, your own history with Akaros, but the um, all testimony seems to dispute that point. I would have vastly preferred you had turned him over to me in the first place and avoided this mess, but here we are. I couldn't see it. It would have made things vastly more convenient when one of your criminals um, um, came to visit me and... Um, and um, Stagthorn recently. Yeah, Horatio Satoma. Yeah. Ha- having established the presence of diplomatic immunity, I was yeah. unable to draw back from so, it. So March thinks about this, puts two and two together, because he's okay enough with the nobility to know what you're talking about, and winces slightly. I mention this merely to draw your attention to the fact that nobody's nations have a exclusive line on criminals of occupying high office. I... I have to admit, I hold Akaros entirely responsible for this night's work, and that does change my take on things. However, I would prefer not to release you immediately in case feelings run high. If you are agreeable with it, I would prefer to keep you in custody until your men are sufficiently recovered, at which point you may, de- you may depart Stagthorn. Understandable. May I pass a communique along to them? Absolutely. Basically write a letter to that effect. Um... And having, um, due to your own sword's work, not had you murdered in our borders unjustly, I would prefer not this instance not 
continue until you're ready to depart. I think it is probably wisest that I do not return to Stagthorn anytime soon. Even if the pursuit of justice should bring me here again, there are politics to be considered. It is not my field of expertise. It is not mine either, but I've been forced to become somewhat more accustomed. I think that would be wise if another member of your order could come in. Well, I hold no personal grudge against you. If another member of your order could come in your stead, that might be best. Yeah, if, if someone else had come in my stead, it is very possible there would be more bodies when we face the necromancer. I realise that. I am not saying I am not asking you never to return to Stag Thornton, merely that some time passed yeah. before you. I mean, he, he did actually deliberately ask you before he showed up. Yeah. So, I appreciate you taking care of the necromancer, and for what it's worth, I'm sorry that you were attacked tonight. And he will pass along a, a string of um, largely irrelevant details of what the necromancer was doing and what it entailed and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Just for your general kingdom information. Yeah. And then, um, there's probably not much point doing anything about this now, but yep. I will convene a meeting of the council in the morning. Yep. Are you sending so much off? Well, probably sending off after that, given them. Yeah, the, um, the theory being March's men who just that day yep. fought a hard-fought fight instead of shipping them off in the morning when his men haven't had the chance to recover. We'll keep yep. him in custody for a yep. couple of and days first... just to make certain none of Akros's personal buddies... Try and have another tavern brawl with him and he's forced to kill some more. Basically, deploy several guardsmen to the inn to keep an eye on March's men, both both for their safety and to stop them doing anything stupid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, But yeah, you know, that one, unless other circumstances intervene, that one will resolve several days down the line when March gets released from War's armour of weapons back and sent on his merry way. Yep. With a small Court of Guards to make certain he and his men don't have any trouble on the way to the border. I have to argue it. Alright, you have the council the next morning. So. You can't just so blah. Yeah, so um, I will relate the circumstances of yep. the. Um, there are several size winces and face palms around the table. Yeah. Except from first, who just sits there completely impassive with. It's interesting the impact that making a ruling can have on the future. I am now compelled to ask for a rule, a, a vote of all the council on whether we invest kingdom resources in resurrecting Akaros. Before I do, however, my personal vote will be against it. He picked the quarrel with March under the apparent belief that his rank would protect him from the consequences. Ah, you've spotted that one. (laughs) (laughs) um, May I just say clearly to all of you assembled here that had he survived the fight with March and murdered a a paladin on a business of defeating evil within our town, his rank would not have protected him from the consequences. In some ways I am grateful that March won. Akaros brought this upon himself. Whatever his private business with the Church of Aristotle, it does not justify murdering anyone, much less a paladin. And I'm not very happy about it. I know he was a complicated man and he'd done good service to the kingdom, but he brought this upon himself. I will be happy to hear your voices on it, but my vote is in the negative. 
and I would take it as a personal favour if the rest of you could refrain from getting yourself killed for at least a few months. <laughs> Spit it loud. That wasn't my fault. <laughs> but yes, your last councillor was killed last month. Yeah. He was killed this month. Yes. Okay, so do you want the... Uh, and if anybody sends you any mysterious notes inviting you to rendezvous in dark alleys, please... Take, don't take them up on it. Uh, let's see, have I got before council here? Who's your royal enforcer? Uh, first again. Is your royal enforcer? Sorry, um, Crystal's the royal enforcer. Right, and ah, uh, yeah, yeah, Spider Master Michaela. Yep. Enforcer Crystal. Yep. Just got them in the wrong Crystal in the wrong place. Yep. That makes sense. Okay, so do you want the council's votes and arguments? Yes. Okay, so princess, you. Yeah. <clears throat> I support my husband on this. Huh? So, one for no. Uh, go down. Uh, Christopher Rossi says, This is an unfortunate incident. However, you are quite clear that Akaros, you, your evidence is quite in favour of the fact that Akaros started this fight, so Marsh was made defending himself. There was no voice opposing this turn of events. I, I do not think we wish to encourage a precedent wherein the council, wherein the council may do as they please. I don't know. Uh, Akros, of course, still votes for it. Yeah. I cannot say I am thrilled with this turn of events, but. Are any of us in a, in a, really in a position to throw stones at Akros? How many of us have made mistakes that could have otherwise led us to ruin had we not been brought back from that path? I do not think we should give up on him lightly or easily. Nor without any warning at all. I vote for bringing him back. Ouch. Is a point. Yep. Uh... Jod looks a little embarrassed. I, I I would prefer to pass on this. Am I, am I allowed to do that? Says, I. I'm with Svetlana here. We we have to give him a chance to explain himself. We we haven't even spoken with we haven't even spoken with his corpse yet. Huh? Yes, from Tristan, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he would have voted May in the case of Kuri Niska, but I, I waived the resurrection rule on that one. Chiefs on scale. Chiefs on scales. Hang on. The, hang on. Glory bite. Smash and fight. This isn't a deal at all. This, is, this isn't a deal at all. There's no question about whether we were doing this. The only reason we wouldn't be voting councillors back would be if they were doing what Kuri Niska was doing and selling out the kingdom leading us down the leading us down the road to ruin deliberately. Akaros might be many things, but he's a fighter, not a traitor. The deal was the deal was the council gets bought back. I say yes. Okay, Caleb will spit jump in at that yep. point. Um, I've been a bit concerned that you've been astray on this for a while, Chief Scott Stales. The deal isn't that the council is above the law. We're the bringing them back, bringing people back was meant to be when they were attacked, when really when attacks outside the kingdom um, laid them low, as a matter of state, 
not because they do something stupid on the belief that we'll protect them no matter what. It's we have to apply it as we go along, you know, on every person's in this decision. You're welcome to vote yes, but our personal quarrel, a person having a personal quarrel with someone isn't a good enough reason to go off and murder them. And having it being a counselor doesn't change that at all. Cressel twitches a bit. I'm with Chief Sutscale. I mean, what if something else had laid? What, what if it's something else that lays us low? It doesn't have to be enemies. It could be accidents, disease, uh, po- poison, being run over by a streetcar, any one of a thousand things. I think you're right. We need to look at each situation as it comes. But come on, he was killed by a pellet in a mirror. Still, I mean, you know what those people are like. <laughs> we should absolutely, we should absolutely bring him back if only if only to put it in their eye. <laughs> Crystal votes yes. Crystal votes yes. Yeah. Uh, Corwin. And didn't bother, didn't be bothering looking at me. You know what my thoughts on this are. If his time is up, it's up. It's now something we should be interfering with. I vote no for exactly the same reason I voted no the last time and the time before that, and the, and the reason I vote no for the time after that. And incidentally, if it's ever me. You know where I stand. Aye. Votes no on general principles. Yep. Um, first. Yep. Says. This unit believes that this, this unit believes that Akaros was in violation of the law. Although execution would not be a standard we would mandate for what would simply be armed assault as a crime. He attacked Sir March but did not kill him we cannot speak to his intent it is possible it is possible it is certainly possible that he would have pulled his blows at the last moments traditionally in the law intent is judged by the victim's words and actions his specific phrase was that he was going to cut March's head off and stick it on a pike it's possible he didn't mean that I concur on the balance of probabilities that it is likeliest that General Akaros intended to flaunt our laws. I do not believe that I, I do not believe that this course. I do not believe he could have foreseen the outcome of not returning, but I do not believe this course of action should be encouraged. This unit also votes no. Uh, it is four for four, incidentally. Including Kaelin's um, vote? Not including Kaelin's vote. Um, that is all your council is. Kaelin has voted no as well, which I can put on there, which makes it five for four. Yeah. Um, and then we come to the last one up is Michaela. Ah, uh, right, yes. And uh, and there is a pass as well yes, for George, yes. who has refused to vote thus yes. far. Um, Michaela says... There are considerations to make her. Sir March has interacted tolerably with us. He made clear his intent to he made clear his intent to enter the kingdom and indeed sought permission to it, knowing full well that such an incident was possible. However, it does not appear that he has made any real effort to keep out of Akaros's way. We should also consider our obligations to the Church of Gorham. We are obliged to hold uh, I forget what it is precisely. Um, we are obliged to hold a councillor of their approval. Uh, a royal, we are obliged to hold a royal advisor of their approval from the positions of councillor, general, warden, marshal, or royal enforcer. 
at present only Aperol serves in this role. Aye, that's a good point and one I hadn't thought of. In the event that we don't replace him, we would need. In the event that we don't bring him back and reappoint him, we would need to. Moreover, there is person. There is personal loyalty to consider here. Akros has done a great deal for this kingdom. I do not think any of us think he is a highly civilized man, but we all knew that going in. We knew what sort of man he was, and we elected to deal with him. He has dealt fairly with us. I say we deal fairly in kind. I vote no. Which uh, brings it to 5-5. Five, five. Hang on, that would be yes, then. Yeah, yeah, I, I put Caelan's vote in the no category yeah, for some right. reason. Uh, yes, I see, yep. Uh, she is, so, sorry, yes, she's voting yes to bring him back. Yeah, so that means it's an exact tie. It is an exact tie with John sitting in the middle, and people turn and look at John, who looks very awkward. Uh, I would very much prefer to defer to uh, other people's judgment here. <laughs> yet well, we are at, yet we are at an impasse. Says first, um, John looks very uncomfortable, pulls on his collar, and looks at Caelan pleadingly. Well, as we're at a stand. I see your points, and I will look at Switlana, Michaela, and Crystal um, about what I owe Akros, what we owe Akros. Yet, when I offered him amnesty, it was on the understanding that his days of murdering people were done. If I bring him back now, he must stand trial for what he's done. Would it make any difference? Would it make any difference to you if we spoke to him first? <sighs> that <sighs> it is an option available to you. Yeah. Corwin has unsurprisingly prepared to speak with dead and raised dead this morning. Yeah, that's that spell doesn't give you much in the way of answers, though, does it? My answer uh, that would be like four questions worth. Um, Answers are usually brief, cryptic, or repetitive. So, if you want super complicated answers, no. If you want relatively clear things, then yes. What it'll do is meta blast. Yeah. I, I think that's... I'll ask him. It's the best recourse we've got at this point. Alright. Oh. In the church, you're in the temple of Aristotle. Yeah. Colin says, Agnoros, you dumb bastard. <laughs> that may not be speaking to you with the proper reverence for the lady, but the lady knows I respect her, and we're all, blo- and we're all pissed off about what you've been up to. So I call on your memories, that which remains in this body. Come back. Your king has questions. <laughs> Speak with dead. Did you intend to kill Sir March? I hear you. Did you intend to kill Sir March? Yeah. Alright, this is, um, why? I know a brief script of repetitive. Bastard called me a coward. 
like I, I don't think Akaros is not a cryptic guy by nature. Yeah. What you won't get here is detail. You won't yeah. get, well, first he said this, then I said this, then blah, blah, blah. Mm. You bastard called me a coward. What did you think I'd do about that? Bring me back, of course. Oh, sorry, bring me back if I lost, of course. Uh, that probably makes the last one. And you want you want to come back? Yeah. Yeah, and that's that. You're back at the council. Yeah. This is what Aperot said. Yeah. Because basically it's kind of tasteless to haul his corpse onto the yeah, council yeah, yeah, table. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> um, John Cesar. He does seem to be uh, under the impression that, that we would be resurrecting him were he to be killed. Aye. Because he thinks that as a counsellor he's got the right to murder anyone he feels like. And that, we'll pro- and that I'll protect him if it goes badly for him. Yeah, hard to see why he won't do it again if I bring him back. That's that's a separate matter. That's a separate matter to be dealt with at a separate time. When Svetlana was right, I think we can't talk about hypothetical might of might bees. We need to deal with what we're presented with. I think we're very much in agreement that this was a mistake on his part. There are several nods, but not entirely, around the council. Yeah, because hmm? um, Tressel and Chief Scales are in favour of getting away with murder. Nonetheless. Um, I'm afraid I'd rather come round on Svetlana's argument. Everyone makes mistakes. There's no reason this needs to be Akaros's last. And he will vote no. Uh, yes, for bringing him back. Which, one, which one's no and which one's yes? Uh, sorry, yes is bringing him back. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Getting myself confused. I've got my numbers right. Yeah. Uh, which puts it by one vote in favour of yes, and of course Akaros doesn't get a vote yeah, by virtue of being dead. Unless you want to introduce a really weird system. Yeah. And and there's a moment's pause here as the as the council all sort of looks at you. I mean, they've they've made their decision, but you're still the king. You can overwrite this if you elect to put your foot down, but it's then a question of how hard you want to push it. Alright. You've had your say, and I appreciate it. There's a reason we didn't want this to be the decision of one man. It's too much weight for me to carry, and I've got enough on my shoulders. This being the vote of the Collective Council, Akaros will be resurrected. I'm sorry we keep imposing on you, this on you, Corwin. I know it's not to your liking. It ain't, but, um, but I understand it. Fates go differently around you, lad. However, your positions have been heard but nothing compels me to keep him on the council. There's again several but not collective nods at this. Nor to shield him from the consequences of his actions. Akros will... If we return Akros, we return him to face chance, to face charges for the attempted murder of Sir March. Hang on. Attempted, attempted murder? That's a little strong, isn't it? 
he was trying to kill him. He started a fight with them. I mean, they were both drunk, the sounds of it. And his intent was, while drunk, to murder Sir March. Murder is a crime in this kingdom. That applies just as much as if they were a counsellor. If you were thinking that come time that you decide to kill someone within the bounds of this kingdom... You know I had my shot. And I know you would have taken it it, it, if I hadn't had 16 guards posted (laughs) at your door. She... I just flick it slightly. You don't know that. I'd have a lot more sympathy in your case. And if you murder him again, it will be because he's... And if he comes into this bounds of kingdom again... I'd still prefer you leave him from hanging, but you are welcome to kill him because he will have crossed this bounds of the Kingdom without diplomatic immunity. However, it, so in his case, it, 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 there is a certain amount of pass. However, if you're angry with someone, if you have a beef with someone, your proper recourse is to, capture, is to uh, or get assistance capturing them and hand them over for justice. If you have a private quarrel that you don't think I'll side with you on, then you're probably right. <laughs> murdering people is not... Uh, arbitrarily murdering people that piss you off is not something I'm allowed to do, and it's not something any of you are allowed to do either. I want to send a message here that my counsellors are not above the law, not least because several of them appear to believe that they are. And do you want uh, the council's opinions on this? I can give you the short form. Yeah, that um, yes, but um, that would that was Kellen's king voice. Yep. He's he's happy to hear their thoughts. He's not. He's yeah, not so, very so Chris, Christopher Rossi will sort of let you speak and, and say, are you solicit, are you soliciting debate on the on what to do with Ross next? I'm happy to hear your thoughts, seeing that you've suggested that we bring him back. Okay, and uh, not everyone's that invested in this, so it's yeah. the short form rather than the long form. Yeah. Um, Rossi is pretty much on your side on this. Yeah. Um, however, what he wants is Aperos tried for attempted murder and then given considerable leniency in light of his service to the kingdom. Yeah. He's completely on board with kick him off the council. Yeah. For essentially abusing his position. Yeah. Um, However, he's he's very staunchly anti-locking him up forever or executing him or any of that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, basically, your your laws on this execution would be the harsh end for attempted murder, but acceptable. Yeah. Um, what's the what's the light end? Uh, because you set the things of how much provocation there was and how much background to it and that sort of thing. Um, you know, like a, a wife who's been beaten seriously by a drunken husband and devastated to knife him a few times tends to get, you know, months, if that, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Rossi's voters kick him off the council, um, sentenced with leniency, leniency based on his service. Um, Michaela's is exactly the same for exactly the same reasoning. Um, uh, as is firsts, actually. Um, Tristan's argument is very much that, you know, he, he couldn't have possibly known and he probably meant the best and we yeah, yeah. pretty much just let him off entirely. Yeah. Um, Corwin refuses to contribute. Yeah, John right. refuses to contribute. Um, Brit refuses to contribute. I'm actually more interested in what the yay votes think because the nay votes had this, this is to say. 
that yay votes have put us in this position and therefore had better have constructive suggestions. Um, Svetlana says, as I say, we have made mistakes, some of which could have led us to ruin. If we want to remove Akaros from the council, then that is one thing, but no one has been harmed in this crime. Is Sir Frederick March even inclined to press charges? I do not think we should be trying him at all. Loss of his position should be enough. Um, Chief Sotskiel says, I'm not so sure about this voting business, but it sounds to me like Akaros wanted a fight. He got a fight. Now, I'm not saying he'd be the greatest diplomat ever, but he's a damn good general. I say we keep him on the council. We need a fighter in that position. And that's ultimately what matters here. Um, Look, I get it. You don't like what he did. If he has to go to jail, he has to go to jail. But he's done a hell of a lot for us. I'm with Svetlana here. Just let him go. Call it a day. And that's everyone who has an investment in that. And of course, you can also, you don't have to make the decision arbitrarily. You will actually, um, if you so choose, try him and give him, you know, proper evidence and blah, 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 which mm. we're going to have to bring him back first. Yeah. Yes, the, the question is merely, like, there's no point bringing him back if my plan is to execute him. That's just a tremendous waste of kingdom resources. <laughs> um, I wasn't planning to execute him. But it's, you know, if I was planning to bring him back to give him a severe sentence, the question is whether he would want to be brought back under those circumstances. Yes. Which you, Corwin will explain, you have no actual method of communicating to him. Yeah, because... The only thing he gets to know is Corwin Steel River is trying to bring you back to life. Yeah. Okay, sweet. Yeah. As opposed to Vordekai is trying to bring you back to life. Yeah, no, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> Although, really, I don't think Vordekai would be so- sourcing aircrafts as a source of information. I require information. I need brains. There is a lack of them here. (sighs) This isn't something we need to rush into. Actually, we need to bring him back within the next few days, or not at all. I, I, I mean, we don't need to make the decision about what to do with him having brought him back in a hurry. I will consider the possibility of trying him for a trying him for attempted murder, but any jail term would be in. The, I will either commute his sentence or give him a short jail term. At which point I think he'd rather be brought back, which solves that problem, if not all the other negative consequences. I trust you all realise the Kingdom will likely take this quite badly. And I would too in their shoes. I'll talk to him personally about what we, we do from here. Since we're doing it, we might as well do it quickly. Alright, I'll get it done. 
do we need another dramatic resurrecting we scene do with not. <laughs> If a council's going to die every month. Akaros returns to life. Yeah. Okay, I pick up two unrest points, taking me to a total of seven. At what point do I really start to get in the shit here? I believe it's ten or eleven. Yeah. <laughs> because um, Kaelin does not elect to fund this one partially personally, so we need the full cost out of the kingdom. What you get fully little vote and not just having a tyranny. Yeah, yeah. On the other hand, I can see why Crystal's got um, strong personal stake in it. And they have... I'm not entirely convinced they weren't right. I'm always fascinated by the, the councillors' arguments because yeah. I just run down the list and think through, okay, what yeah. do they think about this? So, Kaelin won't be there? Yep, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Uh... So, short term, what are you doing with um, Akaros in March? Do you want to talk to Akaros? Is he uh, under vague house arrest? He's under house arrest. Yep. And Kaelin will go see him significantly later that day. Okay, so, so March is exiting stage left, pursued by a bear? Yep. Okay. Um, I, I will have a conversation with March privately. Yep. Do you want to have an actual conversation with them, or just an off-screen one? Um, I think off-screen, I will um, advise him that the you know of my kingdom's policy yep, that, that my my councillors voted for this, yep. and that that he, he, that's I, how this runs. he understands the conception of you yeah. Know, he says if, if it is for Asma's will, but it is not Akaros that this was not Akaros's destiny, then I am hardly about to oppose it. I. Would like to see. Th- I would like to see the man tried for his original crimes, but I have no personal stake in seeing. I have no personal stake in seeing him hung for assault on me. I have not been harmed, and he at least had the good grace to take it outside where no civilians could be wounded, could be injured in the fracas. In the interests of diplomatic relations between our kingdoms, I am perfectly prepared to let this to simply walk away from this and call it nothing more than a barroom brawl that got a little out of hand. I have a personal stake in settling waters between Akros and me. I did not amnesty him to continue to endeavour to murder people in the future. But I think I would prefer that to be an internal kingdom matter. I am sorry I could not give you your original justice. It, I have more regrets on that stake now than I did then. And so he will basically depart. Um, yeah, I think I thank you for the efforts you have made to not violate this kingdom's laws. He, he pretty much gives you his word that he's not going to make any sort of diplomatic incident out of it. Yeah, assuming that you're not going to deify Akaros for it. It doesn't sound like no. That. Praise Akaros, Paladin yeah. Killer. Okay, so a couple of days pass. Yeah, so I, I will no, I'll go see Akaros on day one. Yeah. Caleb, come back. You're a bloody idiot, you know that? <laughs> I get the idea you're pissed off. So did Cor- Corwin seem pissed off as well, but Corwin always seems pissed off. Look, I know you were drunk, and I know you can be a stupid idiot at times, but did you really not cross your head? Did it really not enter your head that I wouldn't be happy with you murdering the bugger? As far as I'm concerned, I didn't murder him. I didn't win. Bastard's a lot quicker than I thought he'd be. 
Aye. We'll know it for next time. <sighs> there had better bloody well not be a next time. There's going to, whatever we work out, there's going to be enough consequences for this time that I crack enough, I crack enough open and your scalp lets some light in there. You can't bloody well go around murdering people, Akros. It didn't work out very well for you the first time. What's all this talk about murder? He started it. He wanted to drag me back off to Brevoy. He asked you to surrender to yourself. All you had to do was say no. It's a very short word. I did say no. (laughs) I I showed him no. He wasn't going to drag you by force. So he says. He made no attempt to do so. None of his guards laid a hand on you. Look, I've been where he is. Paladins aren't infallible. They can make mistakes much as any, same as anyone else, make bad decisions. Alright, fair's fair. I've heard his version. You tell me yours. So, I went to the tavern for a few quiet ones, right? Uh, let's say this is after his glorious victory in battle. Yeah. We put out, we kept, kept those dead bastards off Thornwash. <laughs> And chased off the Tiger Lords without even a fight. The army's doing great. It's all coming up roses. Thought I'd have a few thought I'd have a few drinks to celebrate. I go in there and what are the folk doing there? Toasting Sir Frederick March. Like he's some big goddamn hero because he's taken down one necromancer and a couple of skeletons. I was out in that field taking on fifty giant zombies. You don't see women throwing themselves at me. Just because I don't have a giant pussy tickler moustache, like that prick. He comes, he comes over to me. This is a slight contradiction. Yeah. Then he comes over to me, tells me, it's time for me to think about doing the right thing. Like I'm not doing the right thing here, fighting for my bloody people, fighting off giant zombies and undead liches and tiger lords and whatever other shit comes across the border. He tells me it's time to do the right thing, surrender myself to Aristotle's justice. Like Aristotle deserves to put justice on me, like he's ever done all that much for me. Left me to hang, more like. Bastard tells me that I should come with him, that I shouldn't hide behind my king anymore. Says I'm a coward. I'm not willing to face the consequences of my actions. Well, I told him I'd face him right there and then. He wanted wanted a fight. He was spoiling for it, I could see. So... All, all, he, all, he wanted to, all, he, all he wanted to do was take it outside, and then we could slug it out. So that's what we did. I figured if I took him, we'd solve the problem permanently, get rid of any chance he'd come back here to finish me off. And if I didn't, I'd be up and about the next day. Problem solved. And it never occurred to you that that was what he meant about you not being willing to face the consequences of your actions? What do you mean? I faced him fair and square, one-on-one. And you thought that if he, he killed you, uh, uh, if he killed you, I'd bring you back? Yeah. And if he killed, and if he died, who was going to bring him back? Well, that's his problem. If he's got friends in the Church of Aristotle, they can do it. And I'm sure he does. Bastard's got a few connections up there. Aye. He's a good man. Agros thinks for a moment and just lets that one sit rather than fire back again. Yeah. <laughs> he clearly swallows whatever it is he's about to tell you, though. You've got a lot of friends on the council. They say I should remember all the good work you've been doing. 
down straight. Fighting for the kingdom. I say, how do I know next month you're not going to go off and try and murder somebody else you've got a grudge against? Given that... I... (sighs) Look, what you've done in the past was one thing. But March was just having a quiet drink in a bar. You came over to him. You picked a quarrel with him. You took it outside and you tried to cut his bloody head off. This, this, this is bullshit. It's not like I'm murdering people left, right, and centre or anything. This is the first incident. Aye, and there shouldn't have been any bloody incidents. It's not like I'm asking much. Don't murder people isn't the highest moral standard to live up to. I'm not asking you to follow the bloody Paralden Code of Aristotle. Don't murder people. It shouldn't be that hard. I know you've got a temper, and I've got one myself, but I can bloody well manage to keep from decapitating people who piss me off and insult me to my face, and I'd bloody well tell you there's a lot more people insulting me to my face than there are you. He wouldn't even have started something if you just had the decency to go have your bloody drink somewhere else. But as you know, Akros gives in to his rage. Because <laughs> that's why he's an ex-Paladin. Because <laughs> that's what happened the last time, too. Yeah. He got accused of rape and he flipped out and murdered some people. Yeah. Alright, I get you're not happy about this. I get the impression March won't be coming back down here, so we're not going to have a problem again in the future. Sounds to me like it's solved. Nay. Because if I go with that one, then the messages you will write all along. You bastards on the council can murder anyone you feel like, and I'll just sort it out for you. Nay. There need to be some consequences, yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. But you're not going to get off scot-free here, Akros. Your opportunity to do that came when you could... Op- you missed a chance for that when you didn't leave the tavern without trying to cut March's head off. Oh, come on. This is bullshit. I said I'd amnesty you for your past crimes. I didn't say I'd be on your back, at your back the next time you decided to try and bloody well murder someone. It's one fight. If it was a fight, then you'd have left your bloody sword shield sheathed and tried to bash his head in with your fists, and I yeah, assure you... I thought about it, but he accused me of being a coward, and got angry, and, you know, one thing led to another. It happens. You you are welcome to roll since we're in check to you in therapy. So yeah, I think that this is an appropriate time for one. But I sense that Akros is blatantly recognizing that it was a stupid thing to do. It's twenty four. Oh, yeah, okay. I don't need to bother looking up his bluff check. I'm guessing yeah. it ain't that high, and it's a two on the dice. Yeah. Um. So you get the impression off him. Um, pretty much what you've already put together. He totally thought, you know, if he took March, then, um... He he doesn't really seem to have thought that far through what would happen if he'd won the fight. Yeah. He thought through, if I lose, I'll be back alive tomorrow. Yeah. Um, if March loses, then, um, you know, he's sort of assuming someone would have resurrected him, which is not necessarily wrong. It's not necessarily bright either. Yeah. Um... So much as a sufficiently powerful paladin that he has, you know, enough connections that he could, you know, 
probably knows people who at least could, yeah. if not necessarily would. Um, but he, he just... I, I mean, he, he clearly hasn't thought through, I would probably have had to resurrect Marsh. Yeah, yeah, he, he hasn't thought this through. He's, um... And even now, you know, he thinks you're making a much bigger deal of it than it actually is. Yeah. From his point of view, you know, it was a fight. Okay, it might have been a stupid fight, but it was just a fight. Yeah. Like, he understands... He's not an idiot. He understands you're angry, but he yeah. doesn't agree with your point of view. Yeah. Alright, and I... Uh, nor, incidentally, do you get the impression that he's looking to go and murder a bunch of people blanketly or that he'll take getting away with this as permission to do so or anything of the sort. It really is just as simple as he puts it forward as. Yeah, but on the other hand, he hasn't changed his fundamental position, which means he would do it again in the same circumstances. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Alright, um... And I will leave the matter unresolved and um, go talk to Michaela. You have me. So I talked to Akaros. That must have been an adventure. He really didn't even think I'd be pissed. Akaros and thinking have never historically gone well together. In his eyes, he was solving the problem of Sir March. At some point, Sir March might come and arrest him again, which, you know, if he was dead, he probably wouldn't. She faced Pa. There is a reason we didn't make him our grand diplomat. The thing that haunts me, right, is based on Garnash Bonepicker, he's actually probably, he may be the most (laughs) diplomatic man in the Church of Goron. Yeah, well, Garnash Bonepicker is your other general, because he's Vaughn's general. Yeah, well, that's who the Church of Bonepicker send if you just, Church of Goron send if you just say, we need a guy. That's true. I mean... Terrifying thought as this is contemplate, his replacement could very well be worse. And 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 I like the stupid son of a bitch. If you're looking for our political obligations, uh, we are obliged by our deals with the Church of Gorham to seek their um, their their formal approval of the pers- of, of a person in one of those five positions. Uh, in the absence of a suitable candidate, the Church will appoint one. But we have some considerable lead time. It's, it's literally, if you don't put a candidate in those roles within a year, then the church arbitrarily says, that guy. Right, sweet. Uh, but the lesser version, which you didn't take, is one of their positions must be a follower of Gorham, which is much easier to get. Um, the greater one, which is the deal you made, is the church has to say, okay, that guy can be your general, or your warden, or whatever. The thing is, I... I like the stupid son of a bitch, and he has actually been at least an adequate general. He's not actually the man I would have chosen if I'd had all the time and choices in the world. He's not one of the counsellors I'm happy with by happiest with by a long shot. But I, there's a part of me that doesn't want to fire him. There's a part of me that wants to slam his ass in jail. I, I don't know what to do. I cannot say I have any deep personal abiding love or friendship with Akaros, but he has served our kingdom loyally and well. Well, he certainly keeps to his own ideals and codes, he has never, she pauses for a moment, deliberately acted against Stagthorn's interests. Nay, and um, the fact that he's um, easily led by a pretty woman is not 
while it's not an asset, it's, it's a liability I'm prepared to live with. If we are going to start assigning fault for being manipulated by the Black Sisters of Gairona, that is a very deep well to dig into. Aye, aye, and I hear the list as, um, the whole situation couldn't have blown up if I hadn't trusted the wrong people. Yeah, Michaela's suggestion is don't bring that up to throw it at yes. <laughs> You're just digging a deep, deep hole. Aye. And I don't want to... I get along a hell of a lot better with Svetlana than I do with him. Her murder was a very different circumstance than what happened with him. But there's no denying that her culpability in the matter of Gairona is a lot deeper. It is, however, likely that her resurrection was what led Akaros to believe this would be a fairly simply resolved matter. I... It was followed very quickly on its heels. Aye, I did bloody notice that. As I say, I could do without one of them being murdered every bloody month. <laughs> First comes back and comes Akaros is dead again. Oh, Screw it! I... Whether or not it's in the best interests in the kingdom in the larger sense of stripping us of our general while we're being invaded by zombie armies every other month, which it certainly isn't, I feel I have to at least strip him of his position at this point. It, there seems no other way to get it through his thick skull that it's not a license to murder people. I will, of course, support that position. It's not what I want to do in some ways. He's been a good general, and we need a good general right now. But there have to be some consequences for his actions. I believe I have a solution to the assault thing. That, um... I'll run past first as well. But we have to draw a line under this, or the next time Crystal wants to do, murder someone, it's going to be, Crystal or Chief Soapscales wants to murder someone, it will be the same bloody thing. It is very likely that if she had had a free shot at Horatio Satovo, we would have been having this discussion several months ago. A very similar discussion several months ago. On the other hand, at least she was murdering someone who really needed killing. <laughs> it's the paladin thing. It's the, it is the paladin thing. I mean, it's hard to equate what happened to Crystal with what happened to Akaros. I mean, the reality is Frederick March is absolutely right. He should be hauled back and hung for it. I mean, if he if he'd done it in this kingdom, might have hung him for it. The world of politics is nowhere near as simple as black and white. <sighs> I and. If I'd gone down a different road, there's no saying I wouldn't have been one of those bandits. We are what our circumstances make us to a very large extent. Alright, I think I know what I want to do now. Uh, yeah, um, Michaela will also point out basically... In these times of recent trial, i.e. with our high unrest, you know, can we afford to show division and remove him as a counsellor? Because right. it will get us more unrest. Ah, uh, yes. She's, she's giving you the the explanation behind the matter of if you remove him as counsellor, you take unrest. Yeah. But if I don't remove his counsellor, might I get unrest because... That one's not a guarantee, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Nay, there's there's ways to calm the people down. It's been a stretch for months, what with council murders and zombie armies and the like. I have to get the si- I wanted to go after Fordakai, but I don't dare right now. Things are too unstable. I have to get the kingdom in some kind of shape before I can make a try for him. But nay, I can't. I can't issue hunting licenses on our, any of our citizenry that happen to piss off our councillors. It's bad enough that we bring them back when they're dead, and we don't do that to the population. If we don't punish them for the crime, if we don't punish them for crimes, then we're just saying council position puts you above the law. We're not even suggesting it; we're outright saying it. But Caleb just gives you this very blank-faced. Hmm. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> Frankly, we are in a position of uh, greater responsibility than the citizenry under us. We have to live with the burdens of choices that are a great deal more difficult than many of the things they will encounter. We are playing with their lives to a greater or lesser extent. I do not mean to be arrogant when I suggest that we are above them to some extent or another. Not... Not to this extent... It's financially, politically, and morally impossible to resurrect everyone in the kingdom who suffers a stubbed toe or a farm accident. But a line needs to be drawn somewhere. We have drawn it around our council as a reflection of the greater position, of the greater responsibilities they take on in defence of this kingdom. That should hold them to a higher moral standard, not a lower one. You would keep him if you if it was you. Would you keep him on? She will think about this quite carefully for several long moments. Yes, I think the needs of the kingdom outweigh the moral outweigh the moral any moral concerns here. Whatever else he may be, he is an excellent general. I am not the king. Whatever decision you make, I will support it. If it should prove necessary to remove him later... There are any number of justifications we can use emergency measures in this time of war to to keep him on. Obviously, is what she's saying. I just don't know. Sort of looking like in scene with Michaela. Yeah, in scene with Michaela. Yep. So you have any number of choices available to you. Yeah. One of which is you can simply set it in limbo. He stays as general pending decision. Yeah. And effectively nothing happens. Yeah. Yeah. The um. Uh, You will fairly rapidly see um. 
any kingdom consequences facing this. Like, if your citizens are going to riot over it, they're going to do it fairly quickly, not within, you know, not not two months from now. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah, at, at any point where I can give you, we sit on this for several days, what happens? Yeah. I mm-hmm. can tell you, but once I've told you, it's it's a done duck, of course. Yeah. Going to look at who else I can get. Keep in mind, you do not fully control that decision. Yeah, but I... Off the Church of Gorham. You you, you have a lot of options there because you could also shuffle the rest of your council around. Yeah. And go, okay, first is now the general and, you know, Bob the Gorham approved guy. That's a very very good point. Um, Because you have five separate positions, councillor, general, warden, marshal, or royal enforcer. Yeah. One of which must be formally approved by the Church of Gorham. And obviously, I wonder what they think of Chief Scouts. Obviously, like, well, the Church of Gorham doesn't have any problem with Christopher Rossi. They don't think he represents their interests, so they're not going yeah. to take him. actually go poking around and looking at your options and things like that. Yeah. Uh, you will discover at this point you can remove Jubilees Narthropple from that pile of special yep. councillors. He's, he's wandered off. He has wandered out of the um, yep. campaign at this point. Yeah, no, that's fine. I didn't jump on him and he's wandered off. <laughs> I'm just thinking if you, if you want the weirdest one you could possibly muster would be Sir March himself. <laughs> well, that would certainly be a way of he, jumping... He in quite that. certainly wouldn't be approved by the Church of Gorham. You'd have to solve that problem elsewhere. Yeah. But, um, you know, he's actually a moderately good fit for General. Yeah. Uh, Lloyd Risbon didn't... wasn't interested in General, right? Uh, he'll do it if he particularly desperately needs to. Yeah. It's the quick link. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. Probably for the same reason I still have Lady Nickel on the list. If I even need to back reference, I've got it there, even though she's dead. Um, yeah, so um, I think rearranging the council is what I will need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, probably involving bringing Loy Risbon in as a councillor, mm-hmm. either Loy Risbon in as ca- or Kundal in as a councillor, and then swapping the roles around. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't actually have to make that decision in yet. It Correct. is next month that it hits the fan. Correct. 
and I will go back and I will um, so my plan which I will discuss with a couple of law type people yep. is to levy a bond against the Akaros in the line of Weirgild, essentially charge him a fine for attempting, a fine as a penalty for attempting to kill Sir March yep. we can play out the trial and then levy him a fine no, but no, given the facts are yes. not heavily in dispute this does not need to be particularly complicated particularly yeah. if you're proposing a sentence that he finds acceptable he'll just plead guilty and save you the whole mess yeah um, so the conception is rather than a jail sentence I'll levy a fine on him and I'll discuss the detail the kingdom will levy a fine on him and I'll discuss the details of that yep. with him and, actually, and I will actually go and see him so a couple of days later, mm-hmm. Caitlin will go and see Akaros again. Getting bored in here. What's happening? I've worked out a resolution as best I can. Hit me. I'm taking you off the council. Come on. I'm sorry. You've pushed me too far. You know that we have different views on any number of matters, there are still being a prime example. You can't murder people, you can't try and murder people and count on me to have your back. I didn't try and murder him, I just... The best general you're going to get. I know. There's this Gorham bullshit as well. I know. And it's going to hurt the kingdom. But I have... And it's going to hurt the kingdom and it's going to put us in a lot of danger in the short term. That I'm responsible for that. So are you. But I can't turn a blind eye to any crime that any of my councillors feel like they can commit and trust that their position will shield them from it. There has to be a message, and the message is, if you do this sort of thing, you're out. I'm really upset about that. If I could find a way to square it with myself, I'd gladly keep you in. You are a bloody good general. Look, I'm sorry. I didn't know this was going to piss you off so much. I know. I know you didn't. I just wanted to shut that smug bastard up. Stupid holier than thou attitudes. I... I felt like it was the right decision not turning you over to him. I made you a promise. But every man has his limits, and you've reached mine, I'm afraid. So you're going to kick me off the council, then? Aye. That it? I've had a talk with the lawmasters. I'm not comfortable throwing you in jail but I'm not comfortable letting you get off Scott 3 neither. So there's a fine. If you don't want to pay it, I'll pay it. And you owe me. Nah, that's alright. I got money. It's up to you what you want to do at this point. You said that if you didn't have the role and the role wasn't general, you'd be off out of this kingdom. Yeah. What I can offer you, it won't be much by your lights. If you stick around for a year, I'll rethink it. 
Stick around, keep your nose clean. Show me you can wait. Ooh, that's actually a really interesting one. <laughs> Give me something. He will actually think about this. You can hear the gears clicking yeah. in his head. something to do or I'll just go stir crazy but you know if something in the watch in the army something in that neighbourhood we can set something up I, but I'll take that I think um, you can um, the army's getting a lot bigger I'd um, give you a post training the men gladly you can work with them get a feel on the ground for what's happening and I'll find some I'll do like I did with first Whoever I get, I'll find someone who understands it's not theirs for good. Alright. I think you've got a deal, buddy. Manly hand clasp. Yep. And that is my resolution. Sorry about this, Kill. I uh, am. You're a bloody idiot sometimes, but you've been a good friend. I'm not happy about any of this. I promise next time March comes back, I'll just punch him. And if somebody calls you a coward, put the sword away and headbutt the bejesus out of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's alright, he'll, he'll actually take that deal. Excellent. Uh, and what I will do is I will put on my calendar for um, around Lamashan next year. Akaros reinstated question mark yeah that depends on his behaviour next year but all I'm really asking him to do is refrain from murdering my sister if I don't write it down then I won't yeah yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. I will announce um, likewise I have like Brindleworth written as a kingdom event so I remember to actually do it yeah I will, um, you know, bring that to the next... Ca- uh, I will bring that to a council meeting that day. Yeah. Uh, the council is in general agreement on this. Yeah. That one doesn't pose any serious concerns to anyone. Yeah. It's, um, so that effectively, because of the time frame on this, that effectively involves him stepping down at the end of the month and us yep, yep. working out a solution from there. Yeah, I mean, because he's not going anywhere, yep. the handover's not difficult. Yeah. And that provides the... Um, solution of um, demonstrating that there is actually clear consequence for his actions without entirely burning the bridge. Mm-hmm. And I'm very happy. I'm happy with that. I feel much better. Do you want the devastating kingdom repercussions? Uh, yeah, go ahead and hit me. I mean, next turn, next turn I'll get the point of unrest because next turn I'll be changing the councillors over. Yeah. Uh, so this is all... Are you more or less presenting this openly to the people? Hey, yeah. this is what's happened, this yeah. is why, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Essentially, yeah. 
Uh, so, but we yeah, probably won't. We probably won't go into all the backstory no, of no, what no, happened with Ross and Marsh. But, but it's pretty know. much town criers going yeah. out to say that because of a brawl between uh, Sir Frederick March of the Orders of Eristil and yeah. General Akaros, General Akaros is stepping down from his position as commander of the army. Yeah, you know, position to be revised again later, effectively. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, the people will take that without blinking. There is no unrest generated from this decision. Sweet. Uh, the one you do get, however, is your kingdom gets a hero point from this. You are deliberately stripping yourself of your best general in the middle of a war. Yeah. For moral reasons. Yeah. I don't disagree with your assessment. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the I had to choose between two kinds of yeah. kingdom harm, and Caelan went with the one he felt had the yeah, better long-term consequences. Moreover, you have thrown down with several of your counsellors over this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I I feel the factions forming, and I'm taking steps to break it. <laughs> but it, that was actually really interesting. <laughs> I'll go over that later. Oh, it's ten twenty. Okay, I think um, and and that and that is the end of all my kingdom events. Uh, that is the end of all your kingdom events. We have finished. Um, we did actually do all the role economy and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, we did that. At the st- we did that at the start of last session. Yep. Okay. So then. You get all the kingdom events. Um, if you are not calling for your secret council of go to, let's go to war with Mordecai... Uh, no, I've decided not to do so this yep, month yep, because then, of the event outcome of what has happened. Then you have not done so, so it, it doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, we, I send an apologetic note to a Cora Silverfire asking her to instead of not worried. Me, me um, this uh, Cora will send a note back asking if you could, you know, return the month. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. But but I wanted to come out with the army, <laughs> you know, and fight against. The, she she wanted to go out with the army and fight against Mordecai's zombie army. Presumably, yeah. you didn't allow it. No, and um, I will explain to her in gentle tones that um, I have um, worked con- put considerable effort into my diplomatic relations with her mother, and that um, taking her, her daughter out to war is, from my observations, not going to do wonders. Did you do the? Um sent all diplomacy thing this month? I did not. Right. And you deliberately weren't, weren't you? Yeah, I, I, I'm not saying I don't want these diplomatic relations with yeah. them, but I'm, I'm giving them a few months to recover from my charm onslaught. <laughs> Do you know what you're at with them? Uh, 34? Yeah, sounds about right. From recollection, yeah, 34. That's just what I've got. You are yeah. trusted by them. Yeah. Yes, I may actually um, have a... Cr- I, at this point, I'm kind of focusing all my resources on getting the kingdom stable enough to survive me leaving and Mordecai. Yep. But, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, that finishes um, Rover off to my satisfaction. Yep. Um. So, yes, Kaelin elects not to go adventuring, and I will deal with the consequences of Rover in the new month. I will just check. Um, I will consider myself as having the opportunity to do a few exploratory questions about my counsellors and who might or might not be acceptable to the Church of Goram and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, by all means. It's it's literally the way it works. If you yeah. go to them, hey, can I hire this guy? Yeah. Mm, no. Hey, can I hire this guy? Mm, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, you are free to just flip them off and say, yeah, no, we don't need your advice anymore. Thanks, yeah, guys. Yeah, but that would be breaking a kingdom deal. Because they did pay us gold points for this. Uh, and you have solved the randomly generated event of the dead rise again. You have got rid of your necromancer problem. Yep. 
lot more trouble than it was bloody worth, to be honest. The, the second one um, with Akaroth was indeed generated by your second counselor being resurrected successfully. Ah, right. <laughs> the, the, the next time. First one's free. Second one's second. Second time you do it, someone's going to try it on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I trust I have now got that in the mud. We'll see. Yeah. All right. So that is the end of Rover. Yep. Next month we'll see what Doom Vortikai brings to your kingdom. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. dun. dun.